0: Welcome to Free Talk Live. The phones are open, and as always, you're invited to join us here. The number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. As we return to topless Tuesdays, the weather's getting warm out there here in... New Hampshire. Uh, in fact uh, this it has been nice. Yeah, Bonnie and I were actually out at uh, what they call Goose Pond here in Keene today. It's a nice little hour long. Is that the one walk. over here? Um no, it's kind of up north okay. uh, from here. It's a nice little uh, hour long jaunt around uh, around what is what I would call a lake, but okay. uh, apparently it's considered to be a pond. Anyway, uh with you tonight. It's Ian
1: oh and, and all right i was waiting on mark for some reason he's like, <laughs> and he's mark.
0: last but not least mark's with us again from his remote location in florida uh let's see here i had an update a little bit of good news uh free talk live of course is brought to you by dash which is digital cash the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. We brought to you the uh, shocking news yesterday that Dash's network had frozen after a failed update. Oh, uh, They were trying to push in, I guess, some major changes to different node types on the Dash system. I'm not sure exactly what they're introducing. I haven't heard about that yet. But, uh, of course, Dash is known because it has its masternodes in addition to the people that run full nodes on the network. And the masternodes... Uh, provide certain services and they get they get rewards for that so I guess this is something new that they were trying to add and it didn't go well uh in, in fact it split the the blockchain and the I guess there was like a uh you know, blocks were not being mined for some number of hours yesterday oh wow, that's
1: rough man it's the first time I they got it fixed yep they, okay. that's that
0: was what I was gonna announce here today is that uh over 80 percent as of earlier today I haven't gotten an update in the, the last few hours but earlier today uh, more than 80% of the masternodes had updated their software to a newer newer version that fixes uh, the issues that were present, and blocks were uh, continuing to be mined late last night, so okay. everything should be fine as far as if you were holding off. As I said on yesterday's show, if you're going to do Dash transaction, you might want to hold off, and so if you've been looking to do your transactions, you're safe to do that. And Mark, you made a great point on this last night. It's like, you know, banks have their websites go down all the time for uh, for maintenance for, in many cases, an entire weekend or whatever. So the fact that Dash went down for less than 24 hours once in nine years isn't too bad.
1: Yeah, I don't think considered. it's that big of a deal. I mean, I mean yeah. plus, it's generally a bad idea if you know there's a, a major upgrade coming. And if you're using this cryptocurrency, you should stay aware of enough to be aware of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. To just not use that crypto on that particular day. They're not all going to update on the same day. So maybe that day, use Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin or Monero or whatever else instead. And then the next day, when everything is resolved and back to normal... Go back to using Dash.
0: Well, most of the time, this stuff just works. True. And the, the fact that this didn't, it's just, it's a really unusual situation. So I'm glad to see that Dash is back at it. I mean, they, they obviously worked very hard to uh, rectify the situation. And of course, uh, from a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are really great for actually using cryptocurrency, they are irreversible. Uh, the network is protected from 51% attacks by their ChainLocks technology. And there's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete. You can send your Dash transactions for less than one cent per transaction, like most cases, way less than one cent per transaction. Last time we were looking at Bitcoin, it had gotten up to like fifteen or five dollars per transaction. Jesus it was crazy. Christ! It's 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 quote unquote down. Bitcoin's down to like a dollar to two or two dollars per transaction. That's still, that's still un- crazy. That's still
1: unbelievable. Yeah, it is. You know, I recently had a, I went to a wedding over this weekend and I ended up talking to the owner of uh, one of the pizza places. He owns like 12 pizza places. None mm-hmm. of them take Bitcoin, right? But he asked me if I was still into cryptocurrency, to which I responded, well, not kind for of. the last, I mean, yeah, I'm into <laughs> it, but like, I can't use I'm it right now. I'm <laughs> interested in
0: it. I'm following it closely.
1: So we started talking and I was surprised by the gripes he has with, the, he hates the credit card processing system passionately, like oh, yeah. he he railed against this thing for a solid ten minutes, and I assumed it was going to be because of the fees. I would assume so too, but that wasn't his main issue. Really? He 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 initially said that the fees weren't even a concern to him. He didn't care about the fees, but as he went on, he did come back to well, the I mean, fees the customer pays
0: the fees, so there's right. is that.
1: The big issue with him were the chargebacks and how really? the yeah, if you go to your credit card company and attempt to you know, undo a transaction, you will always get that transaction undone. Almost always. So they're constantly losing money from a month ago or two months ago or whatever. Customers
0: trying to scam and say, oh, I didn't order that pizza or whatever. Yeah, or it
1: was fraudulent. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know. Yeah. But he, the main reason he likes cryptocurrency is because it prevents that sort of thing from happening. There are no chargebacks in crypto. Once you send that payment, it's done. There's no way to undo it. And that appeals to him. As someone who sells a product and then has customers try to go back on it, I, I totally understand that I would I would never have expected that to be the primary issue just because I wouldn't have expected that to be so common
0: yeah I, I don't know how common it is that's a good question I wonder how, you know what percentage of credit card transactions get charged backed
1: he didn't say a percentage but he suggested it was pretty like it was it's enough to annoy him it was common enough that it's affecting the business and the amount of profits the business makes. But you got to do it because, you know, there's probably a ton right. of people who want to pay with credit cards. Um, but he's interested in taking crypto. There's just a lot of red tape involved. In if only there was happen. somebody
2: who was legally allowed to uh, show him how to use crypto. Yeah, right.
1: He's, he understand, he may not have ever actually used it, but he understands the concept that it's – because he's used Cash App and similar things. He understands the concept of just scanning a QR code and hitting confirm. And that's all you got to do with cryptocurrency. So he understands how to how it works. Yeah. Well, of course, in his case,
0: he's got to have some sort of a point of sale system, right? That's and where his
1: issues come in. I
0: know AnyPay is still a bit of a bumpy road right now. I know they're they're working on fixing some of the issues that they, that have been present in the last year, but still, uh, Bonnie can't pay with with her Edge Wallet on AnyPay right now. So it's still, That's what of I've nice. heard. Like
1: ever since. Pretty much since the raid in 2021, any pay has been really bumpy.
0: Yeah. That's And uh, there's not really a lot of other options. Um, but anyway, Dash is, of course, out there, and it's easy to get. It's one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's super uh, easy to learn about Dash. Just start over at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash Decentralized Autonomous Organization for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air you can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That is Dash.org. Actually, I saw uh, one of the programmers for Dash apparently is interested in getting on some podcasts and such. There oh. was a post on uh, social media today that was asking a different podcaster if he wanted to have this guy on as a guest. And I says, we'll take him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, apparently he wants to talk about how to uh, transition away from relying on banks and move into you know cryptocurrency. What is one of know, my
1: favorite subjects. Right,
0: what are we missing? What 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 can we do that we're not doing? Uh, so he's going to talk to us about that on Saturday night this weekend. Uh, we're going to have him on starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So that should be an interesting discussion. Uh the number here if you want to join us, 603-283-6160 and I did pull up the Bitcoin transaction chart here, the the median fee, which is... Yeah, a... I was
2: curious. I was just thinking that. Um, I was remembering my transaction two weeks ago yep. um, uh, in, in Bitcoin uh, on the island of Roatan and how it got jammed up for several days, if not a week.
1: This was your attempt to send some Bitcoin to the Lightning Network, correct?
2: Yeah, I don't know if I um, was successful in that. I sent okay. it to the Samurai wallet, and I think that's a, I think that's a wallet that's intended to be uh sort of anonymous not a wallet that's intended to have uh lightning but i had actually made two transactions the first one was to the shopkeeper for a couple of uh, beverages and then um i decided to put some stuff on you know what i thought to be a uh, lightning wallet um just so i'd be able to spend it in the future and um that got hung up too
0: right and where wasn't your transaction hung up for like a week do you recall how it, long? I don't know how many days,
2: but it was hung up like a week comes to mind. I bet it was like f- at least five days.
0: Jay Noon um, had one hung for a week in that same same time frame. Uh, and that was the time frame when the prices were going up. Uh, the median fee peaked up at $20 per Bitcoin transaction. This was on May 7th or it looks like May 8th. And now today it's quote unquote down to just under $2 yeah, but uh, at $20,
1: you've got to be sending at least $2,000 for it to be only 1% of the transaction. that's yeah, crazy. That's absolutely insane. Most people aren't out there sending $2,000. No.
0: So, uh, yeah, Bitcoin isn't useful well, for uh, for a currency. It's just not.
2: Right. I, I think that, you know, when um, when I hear the Bitcoin maxis talk, they're passionate, and they uh, I think they've got some good points. I think it's a nice settlement layer. You know, if you want to you know, make a big transaction, I get using Bitcoin. Um, But if you want to make a day-to-day transaction, there needs to be something else that works. And that something else is certainly Dash. Um, I, in the past, have used Bitcoin Cash to some success. I don't know what the network's like right now. Um, But, you know, there's, there's a few choices, but Dash seems to be chief among them. And it's the only one that I know that has privacy to it. I've right,
1: made then. peace with where Bitcoin is going. I, I used to hate the fact that it's not usable as a currency, but more and more I'm beginning to see it as a sort of digital gold. We, we have all sorts of other currencies that are usable that we can transfer into Bitcoin if we want, but Bitcoin seems to be the best store of value across cryptocurrencies. And all cryptocurrencies, almost all, if they're listed on an exchange somewhere, they can be transferred into Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. So in that way, I don't, necessarily object to seeing bitcoin being sort of the reserve currency Mm -hmm. or the gold standard currency of the internet going forward
0: that seems to be what it is and that
1: seems to be what it's going to continue doing so i don't necessarily mind the twenty dollar transaction fees because realistically you're really not supposed to use it for as far as i can tell you're supposed to hodl Mm -hmm. bitcoin that's how they designed it that's not how it was originally intended to be but that's how they designed it and yeah Yeah. it's basically
2: like sending a wire Pretty except you, you don't you, you don't have to jump through all the hoops yeah. and yeah. beg people to use your own money.
0: That's true. I don't know what that beeping noise was. Don't uh hopefully it I won't, didn't hear it. Hopefully it won't come back. Um the number here is 603-283-6160. I know uh Arya, you had a crypto related story. We'll, we'll get to that coming up here in a moment, but there was actually a, the news that I started the show with last night and we never even got to it. Nice. Uh it's about the FBI Getting caught, according to the New York Post, in yet more massive, outrageous FISA abuses. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance
1: Act court. These are the secret courts to get like secret warrants and stuff without going through the normal court system. If I
0: recall correctly.
1: And yeah. if I remember correctly, the magistrates grant these with like a 98% accuracy or something. Like they don't even care. It's just a rubber it's stamp rubber at this stamp. point.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah a magistrate is, uh, you know, secret code for cop asking like a judge. I, I would accept that. So according to the story here, the magistrate in Ian's case um, allowed a, a lie about me to be spoken in open court. And, um, you know, no one seems to care. Never saw hide nor hair of that magistrate again.
1: Well, you saw how much they lied during the Ross Ulbricht trial. I, I would uh, not expect them lying about you hanging up or whatever to, to ever make a dent. So according to the New York Post, the FBI— I continues... just thought the
2: court system was all about the truth, right? Like, I thought they oh, cared about the silly Mark.
1: Truth. <laughs> Why did you think that?
2: Uh, <laughs> just, the... just just, saying. They, 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 they like to hang that word justice out in front of uh, their their uh, buildings.
0: The FBI continues to ravage the privacy of vast numbers of Americans, according to the New York Post. For each American, the F- the FISA court permitted the FBI to target— the Bureau illicitly surveilled almost 1,000 additional Americans. Wow. So we were talking about how the FISA court is a rubber stamp. Well, the FBI said, yeah, it's too much work to have to go and ask for the rubber stamp. We're just going to go ahead and do whatever we want to do.
1: Well, that's why they invented these massive spider botnets and stuff that you know Edward Snowden revealed to us. Why? It's amazing. I don't know if it's good or bad that the government is so terrible at working with itself, but I would I'm shocked that the NSA hasn't turned over its tools to the FBI and be like, Hey guys, well, use this.
2: That's what I was going to ask you is, is that they, you know, the tools that Snowden revealed were NSA tools and probably CIA tools. I don't know what the CIA is doing right now, besides being the, uh, the plot point in some old books. Um, but, but that's uh, exactly how this. they want it.
0: Yeah. They're probably doing the yeah. same old stuff.
2: I just um, don't know.
1: They probably just started a war in Ukraine, right.
2: killing people, yeah, they just and... assassinated some leader. Who knows? Yeah, that's what they do. Um, but, the uh, i'm curious about the fbi's relationship because they don't these these teams don't seem to get along at all they don't seem to share yeah <laughs> it's very peculiar
0: the court's just-revealed ruling signals the FBI presumed any Americans suspected of supporting the January 6, 2021 protests forfeited their constitutional
1: rights. What, what do they mean by supporting, first of all? Because I tweeted out support for this thing. I mean, they were already watching me, but assuming they, right, they weren't— They
2: already had all your emails. Well, I so. know that.
1: But, like, <laughs> right. that st- would that have justified—if they didn't already have access, would that have justified my, my single tweet? I don't know. I mean, yes.
0: if they didn't come talk to you about it, then probably not.
1: Well, okay, but uh, they, I I doubt they went to talk to you know one thousand of these Americans for everyone they got a warrant on. I visa- suspect the vast majority of these were just sort of surveilled yeah, digitally. I,
0: I uh, haven't been following the January sixth thing closely, so I don't want to I don't want um, re- to go out on a limb on that. But FISA, I'll bet you
2: they sur- you they, they followed you closely regarding January 6th, just trying to tie you in as best they could.
0: FISA was enacted in 1978 to curb the rampant illegal political spying exposed during the Nixon administration. After the 9-11 attacks, the George W. Bush administration decided the president was entitled to order the National Security Agency to vacuum up Americans and foreigners' emails and other data without a warrant. Federal judges disagreed, and the result was a 2008 FISA reform that authorized the feds to continue commandeering vast amounts of data.
1: Yeah, I remember that. The the courts were like, no, you can't do this. And they're like, but now you can. It was all very strange. (laughs) But under Section
0: 702 of that law, the FBI was permitted to conduct warrantless searches of that stash for Americans' data only to seek foreign intelligence information or evidence of crime. The heavily well, redacted, and that's the thing is, is that
2: everything you know, with as small as the world is, and the way that information flies around, everything can be considered foreign to some extent. I mean, look around you. What is it? What is actually made in America? Mm-hmm. Not
0: much. The heavily redacted 2022 opinion that was recently released Friday revealed the FBI conducted. 278,000 improper searches of Americans in just the years 2020 and early 2021. 278,000 improper searches.
1: And and remember again how easy it is for them to get a warrant to justify these searches. They just... They didn't do it because no one was going to hold them accountable because it wasn't going to hurt them. It wasn't going to they affect them. They still won't
0: them. be held accountable, even with no, this report
2: true. coming out. Yeah. Right. It's the, uh, it's the same old saw. If somebody doesn't have to work for something, they don't appreciate it. And if they don't appreciate it, they don't have value for it. And that's what happened here. Um, when the, the judicial branch said, hey, we want to help you spy on Americans, but you can't do it without our permission because that's <laughs> not checks and balances. Mm-hmm. They basically sent the message to the executive branches. Look, we've been your bitch for 200 years and we'll be your bitch for 200 more.
0: For God's sakes. But you got to at least call us Mrs. Bitch. (laughs) Uh, Incredibly, the Bureau conducted roughly 3.4 million. I'm talking to you, federal judges. You're all the bitches of the, the executive branch. Incredibly, the Bureau conducted roughly 3.4 million warrantless searches of Americans in
1: 2021 via Section 702. So, wait, they increased it by, like, a factor of 10? Um, Am I understand? They did 278,000 between well, 2020
0: and 20... 20- yeah, that's what it sounds like, right? Because, it, yeah, it says uh, it was 278,000 improper searches of Americans from 2020 to early 2021, and then in 2021... It was 3.4 million warrantless searches. I presume an improper search and a warrantless search are the same thing.
1: I would assume so. And they were just trying to avoid repetition. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, That's absolutely insane. It's not terribly surprising. But I mean, so what happened would be my question in 2021 that the government believed gave them the justification to expand January 6th. Exactly. Mm hmm. Uh, The day (laughs) before the the great big nothing where some dude in a stupid Buffalo outfit stood in the halls of Congress. And that made a bunch of people who respect the halls of Congress very upset. AOC almost died (laughs) a half a city away. I'm sure it was traumatic. You know, (laughs) I, I couldn't relate having actually had. Loaded weapons pointed at me. I can't imagine how horrible it must have been for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. To see
0: people walking through the the,
1: the building. How horrible that must have been. To know that someone was in her office without her permission.
0: So the day before this opinion was released, the FBI or an FBI whistleblower revealed in congressional testimony that FBI headquarters had pressured agents to treat anyone who attended the January 6th protests as a criminal suspect. The FISA court opinion reveals the FBI wrongfully cast a far broader net. Roughly two thousand protesters supporting Donald Trump at the time, including an unknown number of undercover agents and informants, entered the Capitol that day. But an FBI—I mean, one of
1: them was like front and center, calling for violence, mm. and they had the guy's name. They have pictures of him, and he was He's never, never charged. charged. He just vanished. And he—well, he, we know what's going on there. Yeah, he was so um, clearly an FBI informant or mm-hmm. an FBI agent, and like, there's been no accountability for that behavior. And there absolutely should be like the FBI caused January the 6th. And even though nothing happened on January 26th, the FBI caused it. And they've since used it to justify this enormous tenfold power grab.
0: Lots of people have been rounded up. Lots of people have been put in uh, to prison cells over this, by the way,
2: they've been doing this since nine 11. I mean, basically it's the I same know. thing ever. I think it, it, if I, if, if I remember correctly, Every single terrorist the FBI has caught, they had previously funded and helped them plan the event. Now, we don't know how many of these people would have gone through with it, but I can tell you that, the, that, that there's, I, I feel safe in saying that a good percentage of them, probably even most of them, probably would not have done whatever it is that uh, they're accused of doing had the fbi not nudged them along in one case Mm -hmm. the fbi shot down the job that one of them was trying to get now you know what it's like when you get a a new jobs hope springs right and who knows what this person's life would have been like had the fbi not told called their boss and say hey don't hire this guy we're trying to get him for being a terrorist
0: Yeah, I remember that story. That was one of the FBI setups where they were sending somebody up to become a fake terrorist so they could bust somebody and claim that they stopped a terrorist attack. I
2: don't remember which what? one it was, but I remember the state Alaska. Yeah, it was Alaska. Being yeah.
0: involved. One, of oh, the, uh, it, one of the uh, 200 plus of these setups that the FBI has conducted in the last two decades. And this was several years ago that it was over 200 uh, that they'd done this. An FBI analyst exploited FISA to unjustifiably conduct searches on 23,132 American citizens quote to find evidence of possible foreign influence although the analyst conducting the queries had no indications of that foreign influence according to the FISA chief judge.
1: No, they just wanted to be able to say, look, Russia caused January the 6th, so now we have to also expand our war. The court ruling didn't
0: disclose the standards. If there were any that the FBI used for its warrantless January 6th searches, did a Twitter retweet suffice? It gets worse. And we'll tell you about that coming up here in moments. The number is 603-283-6160. I'm sure there will be just so many agents held accountable for this. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash.
3: It's
0: Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. Just dial in at 603-283-6160. That's 603 Of course, you can bring up absolutely anything you want to discuss. We're talking about the latest spying that... It all is supposed to be illegal, supposed to be not allowed and forbidden for uh, the FBI agents, uh, the federal government thugs, to be performing, but a recently released report from the FISA what's court. A, what's a good
2: term for somebody who can disobey the law with impunity, with the expectation that they will not be held to account? What is... What, I I don't think there is a term for that. Uh, of government course. agent, and, you're right? Well, yes, you're yeah. you're exactly right. <laughs> but I mean, you're calling them thugs, and I, I,
1: I the king. You know, I mean, like, they're, they're they're kings, Mark. Effectively, I mean that that's the term for them. The it, king's people, men. No, just the king in general. I mean, the king's men historically had to be accountable, and they, they could not break the law. And the, the king, however, was above they the
2: law. Did
1: a <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> generally speaking. Not relying on Hollywood for our history here. The soldiers oh, such and, the, a good movie. and the knights and the lords. The, the lords were you, they sort of broke the law in their own territory. But generally speaking, only the king was really above the law. And that was because the king made the law. So if he did something, it was automatically legal, right? And that, that was just sort of how that functioned. But the people who enacted his orders had to obey his orders at some point because democracy Mm. made everyone into a king or it made everyone in the government into a king so to speak they became freely able to break the law we like the fbi for an obvious example is that their widespread distribution of child pornography we know they're doing this it's a documented fact that the fbi at least for a few years was the largest distributor of child pornography on the planet that is definitively no question about it breaking the law and if, viol- if if distributing child pornography is as bad as they make it out to me and i you know i don't dispute their arguments it sounds like it probably leads to some pretty negative stuff then the fbi is responsible for all of that negative stuff there's probably a carve out like for
0: instance with uh, the wiretapping rules the wiretapping statutes here in new hampshire there's an exemption if you're a law enforcement officer, you can absolutely engage in wiretapping. And the definition of wiretapping in this case is to uh, monitor a conversation to which you are not a party, right? Right. Uh, and of course, even in uh, in New Hampshire, it's even worse. Uh, the New Hampshire laws actually prohibit you to even record a conversation to which you are a party, unless all the other parties are are aware of it. But the felony wiretapping, that it's misdemeanor wiretapping to record a conversation that you are a party to. It is a felony for you to record a conversation to which you are not a party, right? So like the classic example of a wiretap where you're just listening in on somebody else's conversation. For the police to do that, it's completely fine. They've got this a carve-out. So they may have a carve-out in federal law that says, well, our cops can distribute I'm sure they do,
1: but that, that doesn't make the situation any better. In fact, it makes it worse. And what what is justice if, in the pursuit of it, these people are allowed to do horrifically unjust Great things? Great question.
2: Right. And I, I agree with you, uh, Aria. Arya. I also agree with you, Ian. It could they they could very well have their own rules for themselves mm-hmm. when it comes to the distribution of child pornography. I have no idea. But um, you know, like what Aria says stands, which is that if the distribution itself of child pornography, I'm talking about I'm not talking about the creation of it, but if the distribution of it mm-hmm is as bad as they say it is. And, and just like Aria, I am not disputing that. I have never dis- distributed it so I don't care. Um, but if it is that bad, they're doing that. They're victimizing those people all the time. When they yes. share the child pornography, when they use it as bait, when they do that stuff, they in, from what I can tell, a, th- a 999 times out of a thousand, They lose the fish off the hook, which means that they've distributed the
1: child pornography and got nothing out of the deal. Yeah, the reason I don't dispute is because I, I don't know, I suspect it's probably true that, you know, the market for child pornography causes people to produce more child pornography in order to make money. I sincerely doubt that it has much of an impact, like the people making child pornography are doing it for their own sick purposes and they're just selling it after the fact, but like selling it. I suspect, is not the primary point of the child pornography. Just like sexual gratification isn't really the primary point of rape. It's more about overpowering a person. So I suspect the wires are a little bit crossed there. Most people aren't doing it for any sort of financial gain. However, that that argument certainly stands. I, I could totally understand it. I don't dispute it at all. And as you mentioned, it's sort of immaterial to me. My issue with the whole thing is that, like, it's it's going to happen one way or the other, right? There are these sick people out there who are going to do this sort of thing. The FBI distributing the child pornography is not stopping it. It's not preventing it. It's, it's straight up literally facilitating it by their own arguments. The FBI distributing child pornography facilitates the creation of child pornography. Look,
2: if the FBI had some kind of child pornography ring that they went around— do finding people who are distributing child pornography and going and seeking those people out and putting an end to it all in whatever manner they do it frankly if they send assassination squads into foreign countries it wouldn't bother me but the idea that they're just out there distributing it which they claim is a crime and then they can do that crime with and that crime has a victim and the people are victimized by that action. And then they do it.
1: You know, and, and what uh, are the people they took and, to and, trial and,
2: and Aria, to be clear, the FBI has probably distributed from what we can tell distributed uh, child pornography every year for the last 20 years. It's some years they were the largest right. distributors.
1: And the, one of the people they took to trial, and I don't know what their percentage is about catching you know, child pornographers or people who download child pornography. I have no idea. But well, one of the people they took to trial on this said, okay, well, I have the right to confront my accuser, so I have the right to know how you identified me as someone downloading child pornography. And the FBI had done this using an exploit in the Tor browser. Mm-hmm. And because they refused to give up that exploit, they let the guy go. They dropped all charges against this guy. That, they did. Yeah, that's, that's what true. they care about is keeping their secrecy. exploits.
0: They want secrecy. Yes. Uh, and Find
1: they... a new exploit, guys.
0: Yeah. So this is what we're talking about here is some of the secrets have been revealed, more secrets uh, that uh, just came out Friday. In a the secret court. is
1: they're violating our secrets, even though we're not distributing child pornography.
0: Correct. And uh, and most people aren't, obviously, but they think they can just go ahead and dig through all your information and do secret searches on you to learn about things that they want to be able to just bring people up on charges for completely victimless crimes like most of the people who are in January 6th. You know, there was no attack against the Capitol police. There was no violence on the part of the the January Six people. Was from it the only I've person seen.
1: who died killed by a police officer? That's correct.
0: A woman was shot to death by a Capitol police and officer. she was climbing and she through was, a window or something. She, I right? think she was just in a stairwell.
1: Okay,
0: I don't I remember now.
1: But I remember like no one died except yeah. one of the people who. You know, took this unauthorized tour because that's what it was. That's all it ever was. It was an unauthorized tour and they took some unauthorized souvenirs.
0: So there's more in this report that came out that has revealed that the FBI has conducted uh, illegal searches, purportedly illegal, or just unauthorized because the odds that any FBI agent is going to be brought up on charges for this is near to zero. But they also exploited the FISA court to target 19,000 donors to a campaign of an unnamed candidate who challenged an incumbent member of Congress? The FBI analyst justified the warrantless searches by claiming, "quote The campaign was a target of foreign influence." Unquote. Oh,
1: we could probably narrow this down. I would imagine. I can't off the top of my head, obviously, but but I suspect the I, I suspect the data is out there that this could be narrowed down at least to three or four different political candidates.
0: He said that, uh, or even the Justice Department concluded that almost all of those searches violated the FISA rules. So, what is the
1: Justice Department going to do about this?
0: Nothing. Are and they going to bring it. these people
1: no. to justice? No. Because that would be—they're not even going to fire them. Yeah, they're, they're going get... and, and, uh, to they give get them awards. Vacations. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to—they're going to get
2: awards. <laughs> Look, you know, I am convinced. I'm convinced. Now, I have no proof to, to to back this up, but I am convinced that you and Aria's charges, Ian, you're, you're and Aria's charges, are largely based on the fact that Free Talk Live is the only news source, the only audio news source that I know of that is going to do stories like this, and no one cares. Like, no one cares, and nothing's going to happen, but you have, uh, you know, FBI agents that find you to be their, their favorite little culprit, and they listen.
1: Well, it was revealed. It was revealed. Yes, it in, was revealed. In The whole thing that, the, that they raided the studio for, quote, suspicion of child pornography or whatever in 2016, and of course mm. they found nothing. And, you know, seven years later, like, we want to search it again, even though we found nothing the first time. So anyway, yep. they found nothing, but— they did make a note that it was that when they searched one of the computers, they became aware that the show, Free Talk Live, or some parties in there, are interested in cryptocurrency.
0: They did, yeah. That's
1: that true. was there. And that was what set them on this exact trail. So the the charges against myself and Ian are direct extensions of the the false BS child pornography raid that took place in 2016 that was cooked up and that was retaliation for the fact that Free Talk Live broke the story that the FBI was the largest distributor of child porn on the planet. If that's not political, we didn't weaponization, break that story. We
2: we we Wait, we, we didn't read it break that story. it. Yeah, right. But we sure pushed it. <laughs> we, right. We pushed, we pushed it like a broke vehicle up uphill.
1: Right. When I yeah. say break, I mean I don't mean yeah, that I we created the
2: story. I mean, that I we, just we to make, were the make ones it clear. who pushed just, it out there. I appreciate where you're coming from. I just didn't want to make anyone anyone to be confused about the terminology you're using. Okay, Fair
0: so yep, yeah, they've been uh, reportedly violating their own rules, and of course, they're not going to be held accountable. The FBI also conducted secret searches of the emails and other data of 133 people arrested during the protests after the George Floyd killing. And the Bureau conducted 656 warrantless searches to see if it could find any derogatory information on people it planned to use as informants. The FBI also routinely conducted warrantless searches on, quote, individuals listed in police homicide reports, including victims, next of kin, witnesses, and suspects. Even the Justice Department complained that these searches were improper and this is only the latest in a long series of fbi fisa scandals no that's
1: no that's a cop out man i complain that they're incom- that that they're improper i have no power to do anything about it the justice department does they're not limited to right. just complaining they can they freaking could bring do charges. something they could they run the the prisons and they're like guys they run
2: the stop breaking law, guys they i run mean like the it's, FBI. it's ridiculous the Justice you know, Department off, runs the FBI. FBI agents in prison and then they'll stop breaking the law. That's the whole premise of law enforcement.
1: Right. And like these guys act like they don't understand how it works. No, the FBI are direct employees of the Justice Department. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, this is like I, I'm an assistant manager at my job. Right. If I have people there who are doing things they're not. supposed, I literally have all of the authority necessary to bring them in line or fire them. Right. The Justice Department not doing that is a monumental failure of the Justice Department. That's it's the part Injustice of the, Department. That's part of the fun
0: of being a government bureaucrat is you can break the law and get away with it. In April twenty twenty one, the FISA court reported the FBI conducted warrantless searches of the data trove for quote domestic terrorism, public corruption and bribery, health care fraud, and other targets, including people who notified the FBI of crimes and even repairmen entering
1: FBI offices. Okay, you people out there reporting crimes to the FBI, stop that. They're the devil. Stop stop trying to make deals with the devil. You're not gonna win brownie points. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna help you get out of a speeding ticket. They're evil. They're <laughs> going to target you. Wow. You're probably one of these three million people they they searched without a warrant.
0: Yeah. No, They're it, evil. It says right here, if you sought to report a crime to the FBI, an FBI <laughs> agent may have illegally
1: surveilled your email. That's it. Okay, first of all, use Proton Mail. That way it's encrypted or Tutanota or one of these other encrypted email services. That way they they may have some backdoors. I don't know. I'm not saying they don't. But the best you can do is to get off of Yahoo and, and Gmail yeah. and yep. You know, and use something that's encrypted. Even if you merely
0: volunteered for the FBI Citizens Academy program, I can program, hear Chris
1: Wade going, "No, just run yeah, yeah, yeah. your own email <laughs> right. server." But like, dude, that's the not. Average feasible. person can't do
0: that. Uh, even if you merely volunteered for their Citizens Academy program, the FBI may have illegally tracked all of your online activity. The FISA Court treats the FBI like New York City judges treat serial shoplifters. No, going-
1: I- I'm confused. I'm. I'm confused on this. Uh tracked online activity that's like watch your public Facebook posts and your tweets and stuff because I don't know. There's no way that's illegal. You're you're posting that stuff publicly. I can follow you on Facebook and Twitter if I so want to do.
0: Well, illegally surveilling your email is not just, you know, following somebody on on Twitter.
2: I also don't think that the uh, the boot poli- the the Apple polishers that take the uh, citizens on patrol uh, classes or whatever um expect That they are being targeted. In fact, I think they take, you know, these classes for that whole purpose is is that just to signal to the police officers, hey, we're on your side. Back the blue, baby. Mm -hmm. As long as the FBI. I would
1: love to see, you know, the FBI having a policy because if you had the hatchet man from ICP or the Juggalo things on the back of your vehicle, Mm -hmm. you get profiled by the FBI. Like that's a documented Mm -hmm. fact. And it's Mm -hmm. super messed up because these people are just trying to have their own weird little community where they're not doing anything. They're considered a gang. Yeah. However, I would love to see the same thing being done to people with the back to blue stickers. And just just because the irony of it, like they support the police. Okay, so let the full force of the police state come down on them. Give them a taste of what it's like. Right.
0: As long as the FBI periodically promises to repent, the FISA court entitles it to continue decimating the Fourth Amendment. Federal intelligence agencies refuse to even estimate how many Americans' private data have been rounded up in government databases. There's no reason to presume the feds have disclosed all of their FISA wrongdoing. Prior to Edward Snowden's leaks, which, by the way, was 10 years ago, it was 2013, the summer of 2013, uh, when Snowden's leaks came out, The feds probably admitted less than 1% of federal surveillance abuses. Section 702 will expire this year unless Congress reauthorizes the provision. But the FBI's perpetual crime wave has created a hornet's nest on Capitol Hill. Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona asked, How much longer must we watch the FBI brazenly spy on Americans before we strip it of its unchecked authority? Well, how exactly are you going to do that?
1: Okay, guys, you can get an 11-pound tub... Of tar for $30 (laughs) on Amazon. I I can't imagine feathers are too much more expensive. Right. You just
0: got on the list. Uh. I've been
1: on the list. (laughs) And look, again, it's worth saying tarring and feather somebody is not painful. It's it doesn't have to be painful if you use cold tar. It's just embarrassing. And it makes a statement. And this is an American pastime, it's an American tradition. It should be widely acceptable when you're, when when the people ruling over you do crap like this. The best thing we can do is not hurt them, but tar and feather them and say, "Hey, look, we're not going to stand for this. This is how it starts." Who do you want to tar and
0: feather you. the representatives or uh,
1: the FBI agents and the FISA judges?
0: Okay. How about we just fire them instead? I mean, just never come back. Uh, shut down the agencies because that's the only thing that's going to to actually change anything. Is I like to that. Better. Abolish them entirely. What these uh,
1: because it's I mean, tearing a feather someone. I mean, it's what these sort of an act of aggression, even yeah. if it doesn't hurt them.
0: What these so called representatives are proposing here is. Something that cannot be, it cannot accomplish anything, okay, even if it quote unquote happens. So, this- oh, Aria,
2: yeah. hold on just a second. I want to, um, I, I want to address tar and feathering as, uh, um, aggression. So, we are told in school regularly to the point that it may very well be the truth, right? That the, we are the government. Remember the whole we the people thing?
0: Yeah, it's garbage.
2: And if we are the government, we own the land and we. We employ the people we we own as serfs, all the people on the land and therefore tarring and feathering our own serfs that have chosen to work for us and have done a terrible job and broken the rules over and over again, I would say falls within the category of non-aggression.
1: I know, but I'm not a statist, so I don't. I I can't buy into that mindset and be they're not ideologically going to see that way. consistent. Okay. If
0: you if you go to DC and you try to take somebody and put them into a, a you know bin of tar or pour it on them or whatever without them uh, you know agreeing to it in advance, they're not going to see that as But uh, what would be the
1: consequences of that? I I, I almost probably like a know,
0: long time in prison would be my guess. You know, given that they're giving people prison sentences for simply touring the, through the, the
1: there's house, hundreds of years of precedent. That this was socially acceptable. That this was a part of, this well, was endemic in the checks the Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so anyway, what this Biggs guy says, quote, How much longer must we watch the FBI brazenly spy on Americans before we strip it of its unchecked authority? How do you do that? They're doing things that they're not allowed to do. So what do you do? Do you just simply say it louder to them? Okay, we really mean it this time. You're not allowed. We caught you. Tisk, tisk, tisk.
1: Again, because we caught you in 2020 doing this and you escalated it tenfold. And yeah. we caught you, I think they said in 2008 doing this and you escalated again. So, yeah. yeah.
0: You've uh, been very bad, a wag of the fingers,
1: not doing it.
0: Right. We're going to wag two fingers at you this time. I mean, what are they going to do? Just because they pass some stupid stuff on a piece of paper isn't going to stop people who are already willing to violate the quote-unquote law. Uh, well, the, the, those people aren't violating the
2: quote-unquote law. Those people are doing their jobs. The people who are reporting from the Justice Department that this is happening— Those are the outliers. Those are the people that are like, oh, you know, hey, they're not supposed to be doing this. I don't know what I they they want this. This is the Justice Department mad at the Justice Department for doing what it's there for. Right. The FBI is an anti-constitutional agency to start with. Shouldn't exist. That's true.
1: I mean we are faced with the exact set of circumstances that Thomas Paine wrote about in the Rights of Man where it's not it's not just one tyrant it's easy to point at one tyrant like Trump or Obama or some king mm-hmm. or King Louis, in his particular case, and say, "Look, that's the tyrant. That's the that's the bad guy. That's the one we yeah, got to get rid of." you can
0: identify him. These are faceless bureaucrats. Yeah, but that's
1: not the way it works. There are a thousand insolent tyrannies overseeing us from the FBI right. and to, you the can't NSA, identify them. to the NSA to the local police to the sheriff, and they're all shadowy. They yeah. operate in the shadows, and like this system is fundamentally broken it's not going to get fixed the american experiment failed and the best thing we can do to fix all of it is to abolish the government and live in freedom
0: yeah but these guys are just talking here's another one mike garcia from california declared we need a pound of flesh we need to know someone has been fired which of course is great uh, you know that's i'm with him i just don't believe that it matters yeah (laughs) i think it's what they do is, you know, if they're going to fire somebody, they fire an administrator. They fire the the top guy. Oh, <laughs> we'll clean this place up. We're going to fire this top guy and put another one of his underlings in his place. And then that, and then the whole idea is that that's going to somehow clean up the corruption. And it's absolutely they should ridiculous. fire
2: every every one of the FBI agents that have ever participated in this, top to bottom.
0: Yeah. They should, and then we'll they see won't. what happens to the agency. But you know and I know that they won't do that.
1: We also um, need a kilogram of flesh because Americans don't know what that is. So they'll just keep taking flesh until there's none left because <laughs> they don't know. So Jerry like, is this a kilogram? The, the pound no. of flesh, the pound of flesh
2: was closest to the heart. The pound of flesh was a killing uh,
0: cut. Hmm just to be clear jerry nadler okay, well, then who, we
1: don't need a, a pound of flash.
0: he's a uh, representative from new york he's apparently the house judiciary committee's ranking democrat he also opposes reauthorizing the section 702 without fundamental reforms and this by the way this article was written by james bovard who i believe is a fairly liberty friendly oh, yeah. guy. yeah he says perhaps fisa should be renamed i've a, interviewed him three times ian yeah uh perhaps just
1: abolish the fisa courts they're not using it anyway
0: right yeah what's the point i
1: mean just streamline the process and let the fbi have completely unchecked authority to survey whoever they want like the nsa i mean this is a no-brainer people the the FISA court is just a rubber stamp get rid of the rubber stamp it's not necessary they're going to do what they're going to do let them do it
0: they're not going to do anything i mean anything they do is just simply a show And it's just going to be another few more years before we find out that they've been violating whatever new rules they put in place. Even if they put in new rules in place, it won't matter uh, because there's no consequences for these people. He points out that perhaps FISA should be renamed the Trust Me Chumps Surveillance Act. (laughs) (laughs) The the FISA court has perpetually dismally failed to defend Americans' constitutional rights. Washington, he says, must finally admit that there is no secret doing God's work clause in the Constitution that entitles FBI agents to trample Americans' privacy and liberty. But the reality is as long as the agency itself exists, they will continue to trample just those things.
1: I would call it the We Are Protecting Your Privacy Act because it's the opposite of what they're actually doing
0: we got more (laughs) coming up. Uh, The number, if you want to join us here, is 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want. Uh, Coming up, Coinbase and their suit against the SEC. I think, Aria, you wanted to talk about that tonight. Of course, whatever is on your mind. Mark wants to weigh in on Saving AM Radio. It's all coming up. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Freetalk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today.
3: Free Talk Live.
0: is Free Talk Live. You can join the show here and bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Aria. And Mark. I actually had a related story to the whole FBI, the latest revelations that they're continuing to violate people's rights on a flagrant uh, basis. And, of course, not ever going to be held accountable for it. i got something related to that. Plus, we got the uh, Coinbase trying to turn the tables on the SEC, apparently. Uh, Aria's got some information about that. Um, and we're going to go to your phone calls first, though. Major Payne is on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Major.
4: Hey, guys. Yeah, I think all this FBI spying you're talking about, this all goes back to the Patriot Act, if I remember correctly. They they give these things such fun names, you know. hmm yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But, uh,
4: Mark, last night, I tell you what, you you, you said you just quit drinking coffee? It sounded like Oh, I haven't drank coffee
2: cappuccino. in 20 years.
0: Well, he drinks I decaf. He drinks a lot of decaf.
4: Not, the way you and Bonnie were going at each other, it sounded like you had a double... She, she is a double cappuccino for you. I was on air for like 15 minutes. I think I got in five or six sentences. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's an old running joke, off, but that's how it is on Free Talk Live.
1: Like a holster, dude. It sounds like it was a good episode. I mean, Ian mentioned that the show prep that they let off with, they never got into. And those are always the most l- dynamic and lightning-filled shows. So,
4: yeah, I, was, I hate I, I missed it. it. I was waiting for him to get to the whole FBI thing myself last night, but he never did. Yeah, never did. Anyway, I got, one, I got one out of Connecticut. They just passed a bill into law. Where, uh, let me see if I can re- recollect this correctly. They're not going to discriminate against minor attracted people. Who's not? Now, that sounds to me like fuzzy language for uh, pedophilia is now legal.
0: When you say they aren't going to discriminate, who's they?
4: The state of Connecticut.
0: And what would that mean to discriminate against them? Like you know, they're I not gonna... do
4: not know. That's what I said. This is mm-hmm. very fuzzy language. Gotcha. Maybe you ought to pull up the bill because I might not have the wording correct. This is just mm. something I remember hearing a couple days ago. Okay. But yeah, I've heard out. this
2: too. And it I mean, I haven't looked into it. I, I honestly haven't. I mean, what to me it sounds like is there's a lot of news out there that's bait, right? It's just they dangle it out there and then the liberals will jump for it and the conservatives will jump for it. And like you can hear it. And I just don't believe it. Um, and I, I don't believe I find it very difficult to believe that any legislative body would be so breathtakingly stupid as to pass anything intentionally. I, I certainly could believe that they could uh, pass something unintentionally, but well, intentionally that says we are not going to discriminate against minor attracted people.
1: I I put up the result. Um... Pulled up I the that. search engine, right? And I, what I got is from ConnecticutFamily.org, which is absolutely a Christian organization. So take I've it with a one grain
0: of salt.
1: Yeah. But it it does appear that it would it would expand the anti discrimination laws because you can't discriminate against people for their gender identity or their sexual orientation. It would expand that to people who are attracted to people who are under the age of eighteen. And I would argue I realize this is going to upset people that that's an unnecessary extension because discriminating against someone because they find 15 year olds attractive is by definition discrimination against their sexual orientation and their sexual preferences. And it's already illegal.
0: Yeah. This seems like a signaling uh, move And, and the major is correct that it has passed the house as of May 9th. It has not yet been heard by the Senate. So
1: it is not yet necessarily a done deal. Um, it does not legalize pedophilia. It does not legalize dating anyone under the age of whatever their age of consent is. There, all of that remains perfectly illegal. It just means if you're in, a, if you're working at a place and some 16-year-old or 15-year-old or whatever comes in, you're like, man, she's hot. They can't fire you over it. Which well, I got to be honest, I work in a place where some of the ages of these people are questionable. And I thought this one girl came in, she was like 25, she was 17. Oof. Now, that's above the age of consent here in New Hampshire. But me, me and a coworker, I'm like, oh, man, well, she is hot. And then, <laughs> and then some, one of our high school students who worked with us goes, yeah, she's a sophomore. Oh, I went, my. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Retracted, <laughs> withdrawn. She, she's no longer hot. She, yeah she was still hot well but being hot and being actionable are two entirely different things and we can't pretend like they were like if you if you see a hot 18 year old oh no it turns out she's she turns 18 in a week. Sud- suddenly you're you're a devil you're a demon yeah, you're evil it it's make any absolutely sense. insane but
0: that said i mean the libertarian perspective on this major pain is that you should be able to discriminate that if you hear somebody saying something that you don't like whether it's them at a job that you are the boss at or whether you're uh you know you've got a house that you you want to rent out and you just don't want a certain type of person in that house you absolutely should be able to discriminate. Uh, And that is the libertarian position. Now, that doesn't mean that it's always the right thing to do, but, you know, we should be able to know who's discriminating out there rather than have them hide it, uh, because there are some people who are very, very nasty as far as their beliefs are concerned, and, you know, they may want to discriminate against somebody based on the color of their skin or whatever. Let them, let them do that. Let's get the word out that this restaurant owner doesn't like black people or whatever. You know, you fill in whatever the... Uh, the intolerance is, and let's let us let the marketplace uh, punish that person rather than forcing them to hire people they don't want to hire. I would which, also course, like
1: to add that I don't support discrimination against people, obviously, and I don't support being attracted to minor attracted persons. And I wish that this was not the the hill that libertarians so persistently chose to die on.
0: I don't know. I think that everybody discriminates. I mean, to say that you don't discriminate— sure. Is I, okay. Certainly. Silly. Uh,
1: right. It's, it's right. evolutionary. You've got certain
0: preferences, don't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. as far as like Fair who enough. you're going to spend your time with or have sex with, that kind of thing. Right.
1: Right. right. When I say we shouldn't discriminate, we should give people the opportunity to expand ourselves beyond our discrimination. It's just my personal belief. Right. Is How anybody going to
2: say that you should be able that that you know like you should run a business that's so professional that when somebody walks in, your crew doesn't uh,
1: you know like <laughs> <laughs> all over them? Okay. First <laughs> of all, we didn't do that. Second of all, humans are sexual beings. Yeah. Like, and ninety nine percent of uh, a completely made up statistic.
0: The boys in the kitchen are going to comment yeah. on the ninety nine percent. I mean.
1: So are the girls in yeah. the kitchen. Ninety nine percent of the people who. Now, everything humans do is motivated by either a desire to get laid or a desire to have a sandwich after getting laid. I
0: mean, <laughs> you <that's-> guys didn't <laughs> like catcall her. Right. No. Like you weren't in the back going, hey,
1: baby. Right? No, and we didn't yeah. stare at her. We were just, right. we, we gave each other a look and we went, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the extent of it. And, yeah. and we even have code words, area, like playing on the joke, hot teens in your area or hot milfs okay. in your area. So whenever a hot girl comes in, we go, area. And <laughs> and no one knows what we're talking about except other employees, right? I probably like, just
0: think they're mispronouncing your name if they've you know, seen
1: that. I, when people say area, I, I think that a lot because a lot of people do that. <laughs> But, I mean, it was completely innocuous. We looked, and then someone says, oh, by the way, yeah, she, she's a sophomore in high school. And we're like, oh, okay, never mind then, right? But it, it's silly to, to think of discriminating against people on that on that grounds because I'm not demanding an idea for ID from anyone before I assess whether or not they're attractive. What else, Major Payne?
4: It just seems to me they're trying to pass laws to normalize abnormality, and it's just
0: not right. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I mean, this definitely sounds like a law that is uh, signaling, right? Like it's it's we're we're with it. We're inclusive. We're going to include this other group that we don't really need to include, as you pointed out, Ari. It would already be covered under uh, the existing discrimination law. I don't like.
2: I can't imagine any any lawmaker is this stupid. I really can't. Well, it's connected.
0: Yeah, it is. Voting
1: to not discriminate against phoebeophiles and well, pedophiles—they didn't necessarily do that. They just said a person's age is not factored into discrimination against sexual orientation, and that—that that makes sense from a logical perspective. The age that you're sexually attracted
2: to someone is the definition of pedophilia and a phoebeophilia I don't understand how this law could affect someone if they weren't a pedophile or uh, an aphiliaphile.
1: Obviously. Right. Yeah. By definition. Right. Well, I mean, I, I guess if, if, you found it, you know, uh squick that your employees also dated like 70 year old women, you know, that, that would be grounds for firing uh, in the absence of this law. It, I, it's, it's just expanding what sexual orientation means. And I'm not necessarily opposed to that because sexual orientation is largely a matter of sexual preferences like if they could been on the basis of sexual orientation then they could have been you know the white people who date black people or white people who date asians or black people who date asians or what whatever combination of race and genders or whatever that you want to insert what what is the d- difference between Discrimination against sexual orientation because of the sex of the person that they're attracted to, and the race of the person, or the age of the person, or the religion of the person. To me, these things are already covered by the fact that you can't discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation, or age, or race, or religion. Like, what What well, if I got off on being attracted to Muslims? Would that be protected? That's sounds odd.
2: Um, right, right, I don't know if it's protected or not, but, but here's but what I'd I would say: is libertarianism. I guarantee you, that's a fetish, though, because adults. because they
1: cover themselves and only reveal their eyes. So I guarantee you that Western men are fantasizing about that and, and fetishizing it. So should they I'm be sure fired? Some are. I would argue I'm
2: I'm certainly not looking to fire people who like their women wrapped in uh, sackcloth.
1: That said, what we don't. I, need I need would a law say, however,
2: it. is that in order to be defined as a libertarian. Um, that we're we're just talking about consenting acts between adults, and currently
1: define adult. 18,
2: well, oh, I we don't go. have to. See, the that, government yes, you, already
1: yes, did. Do. Okay, okay. Well, I don't I take tell the government's you word because the government what I defined think. what it is allowed to do as three million warrantless searches.
0: Uh, By the way, I've got the text of the bill here. It doesn't use the term minor attracted person as the various different alarmist websites are claiming uh, that it does. It's it's just not in there. Um, And I want
1: to go on the record as saying that you as an individual should almost certainly not date people under the age of 18. For, for no other reason than that it's not socially acceptable and it will destroy your reputation. There are other reasons, sure, but that's the only reason we really need.
0: It does do some changes to... Unless the you're di- under 18. ...discrimination Fair. statutes. Uh, it adds, apparently, age to the list of protected classes... But I don't know if it's, you know, it doesn't seem to have anything to do specifically. I think these people are just looking at the text of the law and saying, well, this would also be protected. Uh, this doesn't seem to be the point of the the legislation. It doesn't seem to be. It's not like more partisan
1: bull hockey. I, yeah. yeah, that was what ah. I saw. Yeah. And I would also add that if you're under the age of 18 and you're dating someone under the age of 18, you should be able to film private pornography with this person and have nude photographs of them without being charged with child pornography?
2: Well, I don't I'm not going to say should be able to. I would like to see the government not involved. I think that it's worth pointing out that um, it is completely libertarian to say that the household, uh, the people who pay for the household get to set the rules. And so if you are living in someone's household and um, I I don't know if I agree with that, like many 18 year olds are. I'm just saying what libertarianism. No, um, you're, you're if, saying if,
1: what you interpret libertarianism to say,
2: but I do. Go ahead. I do. Absolutely. And, um, you know, wow right, nothing in libertarianism is a free that if person. Someone... If you are paying your bills, you are not a free person if you are not paying your bills. Yeah, that's arguing you...
1: that 10 year olds don't have rights. And I, I cannot I just can't get on board with that.
2: I think that they have rights. I think those rights are limited.
1: You think they're you think they have rights if the person paying their bills chooses to recognize their rights, and that that's a sentiment I just can't get on board with. Again,
2: well, I, uh, I, I you know all I can say is is that you can't like if I'm giving you a free place to live, you're going to have to follow my rules.
0: That seems reasonable to me.
1: If they ha- if they don't if they have a choice to live under that's your will. that's the rule. other problem but you know the 10-year-old doesn't they're born in, they didn't ask to be born mark you created them against their will and i realize a lot of people struggle with this concept but not a single person who ever existed asked to be conceived and brought into this world you may believe that personally, but there's no scientific evidence to prove that such a thing happens. So we have to operate under the assumption that you brought this person into the world against their will, without their consent, without asking their consent, because you can't ask their consent. And then you're oppressing them because they're too weak and too young and too immature to survive on their own. To me, Let's no, take your no premise, part of that I is that I agree okay.
2: with your premise. I'm granting your premise, and I agree with it. Now. I have created someone incompetent at zero zero (laughs) years old, right? Yes. And we would agree that that person at some point can claim their own competency. Now, I am of the opinion that the way one claims one's competency is moving out and paying rent. But they could potentially find some other place to live, right? Well, except the law stands in the way of them doing
1: that as well. It does.
2: I have never used the law to prevent the one person that I have created incompetent. So we can't, uh, like you,
1: you know, you I, said you it doesn't matter whether you, you use, use the if law. Your son, not the f- if your son, who's thirteen, I think he's fourteen now, fourteen, 15, were to move 15, out, first of all, no one, will hire, no one will hire him. He's not. He's not. What? No, you, very few I had people a job at 12. in a lot yeah, of states you can't, you can't, get, can't get a job and, and in, like here in New Hampshire, you're extremely limited in what you can do we hire some people who are under the 18 and they're not allowed to do basic things like take pizzas out of the oven because that's quote operating heavy machinery right <laughs> so, so so th- stupid. Yeah. but the limitations that they put on people who are under 18 plus they can only work until nine o'clock at night they can only work right. like 10 hours a week it's not yeah, enough it's to ridiculous. pay their bills their rights are jobs. restricted. What am
2: I obligated to provide, having created this person incompetent? What precisely? Remember that my ancestors had to provide the you know a little a, a root or a grub, maybe a hunk of antelope pine quarter or whatever, and that's all they had to provide. I was saying, am I, re- am I obligated to provide? What? A car? Um, you nope. know, private
1: school education?
2: You know, what, where's it all point? You know, where's it all go? But I you're don't judging know competency
1: answer. by the ability to support themselves outside of your household. I would say that they're not a competent adult until they have worn the bullet ant gloves for a total of 20 times, 10 minutes each. Which happens what in the ant South, gloves? Yeah. So, some South African tribe or South American tribe, they take these bullet ants because they're called that because getting stung feels oh like a God. bullet sting. And they weave them into these gloves and they make you wear them on your hands for 10 minutes and <laughs> dance around and do the pain. And that's your right into manhood. Damn. Right. So, Mark, your right into manhood is moving out and paying your own bills. But different people, different cultures, even within the United States, have different rights about what constitutes mm. manhood. I don't think that you're you, you can have your right about what constitutes manhood, but that isn't universally true. I make a distinction between
2: true. being a man and being an adult. It's just two I, ways I of saying the same thing. It, it, well, it's not exactly for me, but I do make a distinction for myself. And I, I'll just make the point that Jack was uh, – I went through his manhood uh, ceremony at 12 years old. I said, you're a man now, but you won't be an adult until you can take care of yourself.
0: Why was he a man at
2: 12 years old in your book? Because the only way to do a thing – is to start doing a thing.
0: So he right? didn't do, so he didn't like accomplish something and you're like, all right, now you're a man, that you just, you yeah. turn 12 and now you're a man, is what you said? Right, well, he
2: didn't, it wasn't something, it wasn't a ceremony in which one could fail. This is why they had ceremony. the bullet
1: ant gloves, Mark.
2: I understand you the bulletin be- clubs. Oh. I would never do that. That sounds like child abuse. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, I've seen some videos. It's absolutely child abuse.
2: But, you yeah, know, I would, I would,
1: they, they have all those religious like trappings wrapped around it that, that justify, you know, this brings them closer to nature. It, it infuses their bodies with the, with mm-hmm. the for- power of the jungle, and it makes them better warriors it and It should be a bulletin condom.
0: Oh, my God. Oh,
1: Mark, don't say things like that.
0: <laughs> Let's go to the phones here. I got Sam in Ohio on the line. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, I'd like to comment on what he's saying. The fact of the manhood and adulthood—I would argue they are the same thing. Okay. And I would also and I would also argue that argue away. The, the state has mixed up if it's eighteen or twenty-one. They're not clear really which it is.
2: Okay. Well, they'll let you go to a rated R movie at seventeen. They'll let you drive a, a three-thousand-pound death machine. At, uh, but you 60. can't
5: buy a beer even though it, until you're 21, even though you can go serve in our military at 18.
0: Yep, that's right. There is no it.
1: consistency. Like, I think we can all agree like that age that is a terrible sense? metric for this.
2: I don't think it's a terrible metric. I think it is an insufficient metric. Okay.
1: How
5: does that make any sense that you can die and you can't choose what's put in your body until after you're able to die?
2: No, Most it doesn't people, make sense. I, from what I've seen is is that people in the military can absolutely get alcohol and that they the that places will even serve them. Um, alcohol out in okay, public okay but
0: you know what he's saying mark and the, I do. F- the fact is most places aren't going to serve him alcohol even though he says he's with the military because they're not willing to risk a potential undercover sting operation to snatch them up for violating the alcohol laws in their states so in the united
1: kingdom weird. you only have to be 18 to buy alcohol
0: in canada you only have to be 18. oh i think
2: did you Jew- uh, I remember them talking when I was a kid about being upset that sixteen-year-olds couldn't drink in pubs. I think you can buy alcohol at sixteen, but you cannot consume it in the UK hmm. you, uh, out in uh, in public. Hmm. At least that's the way I think it was at one point. I mean, I haven't, you know.
1: Regardless, the twenty-one issue. that America uses is arbitrary and pointless.
2: Yep. and my, yeah, is. I think the reason they do it oh, is sorry. is because some kids turn nineteen in high school, and they didn't want, um, and that they had problems with uh, 19-year-olds buying 18 and unders um, alcohol.
1: But buying them cigarettes
5: is fine. What's that, Sam? Let the free market do it. The 17-year-old wants to buy a beer. The 19-year-old wanted to sell them the beer at three times or four times the price. Let them do it.
0: Well, look, the free market would uh, be a much better situation because, as we've seen in European countries, when... Younger people are allowed to drink at younger ages with parental involvement. For instance, they tend to be more responsible drinkers uh, because you know if you're 12 or something and you are out with your parents at a, a restaurant and you're able to have a beer, it's not like this big scary thing to to them. It's not a prohibited, forbidden fruit thing. They they can have a beer if they want to have a beer. They can have two if their you know if their parents say it's fine. And then they can experience what it's like to be a little bit tipsy and do it in a safe place where their parents are Wake home. Wake up with a headache
1: or, or I did whatever. all of my stupid, risky drinking at friends' houses and at my own house, right, where I was completely safe and I wasn't going to get into trouble and I wasn't going to do anything too terribly stupid. And adults were there to make sure, you know, I didn't die.
0: Yeah, that's the, a sensible way to do things. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, young people are forced into the underground. They're forced into high school parties where it's incredibly dangerous as far as, you know, the people that are around. They don't are just not uh, they're not learning appropriately in the American environment. And thank you, Sam, for the call tonight. Unfortunately, I don't think there are any proposals to lower the drinking age in the United States. If anything, we're seeing ages being raised, like the smoking age is now 21 instead of 18. Is that Uh, across
1: the U.S.? It is
0: now across the entire U.S. More coming up here in moments. You can join the show. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can join the show here if you want the number for you. The dial in is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, Coinbase suing the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. We'll talk about that. Uh, Mark wants to weigh in on saving AM radio through government mandate. And, of course, if you want to weigh in here, again, the number is 603-283-6160 uh porcupine real estate you've heard a lot about us discussing new hampshire and the liberty migration here of thousands of like-minded liberty-oriented people coming here to new hampshire but where do you get started how do you find housing up here how do you move to the free state? what are the best practices for that those are some of the topics they're going to be discussing At Porcupine Real Estate's upcoming host of uh, webinars that they're going to be having, including topics like gun freedoms, medical freedoms, political freedom victories. They're going to focus on some of the real cool things happening here in New Hampshire, some of the success stories that we've had so far in the last two decades that this migration has been going on. You can register for uh, attending these webinars. They are free. And they're super helpful. You can go to move.freetalklive.com. That's a forwarding URL. It'll take you right over to the Porcupine Real Estate website where you'll be on the registration page for the upcoming webinars. And you can get signed up there. If you want to see what they've already done, uh, you can see their previous presentations over on their YouTube channel, which is called Porcupine Real Estate. But go ahead and get signed up for the upcoming ones. You'll be able to ask questions of... Experts, people who have moved here, uh, most of them, I think, are Free State Project participants. These are people that know the community, they know the ground, they know the housing market. Uh, move.freetalklive.com, get signed up over there. Let's go to the phones here with Frank in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Aria, and Mark.
6: Hey there. I, uh, I wanted to go back a little bit to the conversation about the, the parent and the child and uh, the rights of the child. And I find I miss part of it, but I found myself agreeing with with Mark and and what he had to say, which is, if I'm supporting someone, uh, particular a minor, then I'm going to have rules and uh, for that person to live with me. But I wanted to, I just want to make sure I understand Aria's position on this. Could you restate your position?
1: I don't necessarily have a position. I I I tend to think that relying on sort of hard and fast guidelines on these sorts of things is the wrong way to approach it and that each situation has to be judged individually on its own merits and, it, and under its own circumstances.
0: That seems to be a pullback from what you said before, Arya. My understanding of what you said was that young people have rights and they should have the right to okay, for, emancipate yes. themselves if they want to.
1: Yes, I, I would absolutely still agree with that, yes.
0: Uh, I agree
2: that young people have the right to emancipate themselves. I would like to have a conversation with any of them that I know and love before they do such a foolish thing, but I believe they have that right.
0: Indeed, what do you think, Frank?
6: Well, I don't. I don't think that there's such thing as rights. um, Technically, Um, you know, it's a nice concept and a nice idea, but a right is only as good as what the other person will recognize. Yeah, I have a right to to not be murdered, but if I come up against somebody who wants to kill me, then what what good are the rights?
0: Um, Well, I get what you're saying. I mean, rights are just an idea. You're correct about that. They're a universal idea that is a good idea, and they should be respected universally. But, yes, there are psychopaths out there. That don't care about your rights, and they are more than happy to uh, to violate them.
1: Yeah, rights don't inherently reinforce themselves. However, they they are meant solely to draw our boundaries and let people know where our boundaries are and what we deem acceptable and unacceptable.
2: If you if everybody's right. going to weigh in on this, I'm going to go ahead and weigh in too. Uh, rights are a yeah. function of ownership. And I own myself. Therefore, I have rights to me. Uh, I I own a car. Well, I don't actually own a car. I sold mine. But if I owned a car, (laughs) I'd have the right to get in and drive around and someone else wouldn't have the right to get in and drive around. And that's why I say they're a function of ownership. It's easiest to understand that. Ownership can't be touched. It doesn't exist. But and if somebody decides to steal your car, what good is your ownership?
6: Uh, well, I would agree that, that that's a great concept, and, and and that would be nice if that was the case. But it, you know, it's not the case. And uh, so, I, I mean, yeah, I I I want everybody to have rights, but they don't exist. So, I mean, it, it, you you're walking in the in a forest, and and a lion's coming at you, and you say, I have a right not to be bothered by you. A, a lion yeah, an humans
0: are a different though because we can come to Not an agreement really. you're and you're also rights,
1: trespassing well, of that lion's territory it well, has
0: the right to claim that territory well no i mean animals don't have rights in the same way I that would we argue do, they do because the uh, rights are an agreement you can you can argue what all you want but the lion's still going to slash your guts out and it's right. no more its territory than it is 15 other animals territory as well there may be some wolves on that particular uh plot of land as well and it chooses
1: to allow them to remain
0: Or maybe the wolves are allowing it to remain. I don't know. But there's no uh, agreement between any of these things that we can identify, at least. Uh, We're not aware of them being able to communicate interspecies. And we certainly have our limited ability to communicate uh, interspecies with them. Rights are a human agreement that people have come to over time because it benefits us. We can see how the right to property, for instance, they, I, that concept benefits us. There are some humans that claim they don't believe in property. We shouldn't be living with those people. They're called communists. Uh, but uh, you know, for those of us that, that understand the, the idea of property rights, we can see how it helps people to be able to own things, and then to be able to build from the things that they own and benefit from, or sell those things, and you know, make life better for uh, for all of us. So, it, I, while I see what you're saying, Frank, that rights don't actually exist, they do exist in the idea form, in an idea that we should all be respecting of one another. Don't you think?
6: I I, I think so to a certain degree, but then again, I mean. Where's this contract that everybody signed?
0: It's not a contract. It's just a. Well, well, it's just in it's, a. Uh, it, in an. It's, it's an unspoken agreement.
6: Life. It's an unspoken agreement, which is not real. Um, and I'm kind of getting a little bit off off the topic there with, with the children because.
0: Um, but, but but I, I think I, most I, people I,
1: believe I, in rights. And the thing about the unspoken agreement, the difference between the social contract is that the unspoken agreement doesn't require you to actually do anything. It just prohibits you from doing certain things that are aggression and that and that Good violate point. other people's rights. But it doesn't require you
0: negative rights to pay
1: taxes or yeah. any of that nonsense.
0: Just leave people alone. That's the only right. requirement, right?
6: What else, Frank? Well, I mean, that's the way I live my life. Um, but I, 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 I mean, for the most part, okay. everybody, uh, you know. So you're respecting
0: the rights of other people, even though you don't actually believe they in rights.
6: Well, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a good—that's a good way to put it. So we're on the but, same but page. I—I I think we are. Um, uh, just because I don't think that they actually exist doesn't mean I'm out. I don't think people. they do I, either.
0: I, but I believe that people should acknowledge and live by those concepts.
6: I, I think so too, and yeah. and the main one is the non-aggression principle, which is, I mean, if you do that, then you've got it ninety percent licked. So
0: I'd say that's
1: true. Uh, so why does it matter I mean, whether or not rights are real if it's important for people to recognize each other's rights?
6: Well, because um, my I'm a parent, and if I have a child, that that child doesn't have any rights, and 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 I'm I'm going to be in control of what happens to that child and what that child does if it lives in my household.
1: Well, you're just not recognizing that child's rights. When does that child... Like, if I didn't recognize your rights... 100%.
6: I'm not going to recognize the child's
1: rights. When do you decide to do that? But if people decided not to recognize your rights, they have just as much authority and right to do that as you do the child's.
6: Well, yeah, they do. And, 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 And I could... Choose not to associate with those people or protect myself for them. Absolutely. When do you
1: when do you feel like the
0: child that uh, is in your home becomes its own person who you don't get to control anymore?
6: Well, like I think what what Mark said, which I agree with, is is when they're ready to to, to, to handle their own life uh, financially and, and otherwise. This
1: children as um, property so- thing, man, I just cannot get on board with it. It's oh, not I mean, children's can... property. It is literally children's children lo- property. Children
2: <laughs> children use us in modern society as slaves. I work for the perpetuation of my family. Okay, the child... Did, my family again, doesn't work for the perpetuation of me. Again, the I child am didn't
1: choose that, Mark. You brought fr- that child into the world. Just to, hey, I am
2: livestock. Hey, you said children is property, and I'm rebutting that.
1: No, Children no, aren't property. You're, you're rebutting I it am. incorrectly, though, because that child didn't you choose to come into this it world has world and, kids and Mark, show me the Mark, you're shouting so aspect.
0: loud. Your mic is cutting out, dude. you. You're I don't also know what's not letting me your, finish
1: a statement. Your fundamental argument is flawed. The child did not... Not asked to be brought into this world and to be powerless at the age of one. You made those decisions on behalf. You forced that child into that situation. By doing that, you took on the responsibility. You're not that child's slaves. You have a responsibility to yourself and to your own actions and things that you have done that forcefully brought that child into the world. And I can I
2: agree make with agreements that. with that child and exactly. that child wants to live above subsistence level because you have not yet stated what I owe that kid. Like, I'd say I owe vegetables, a roof of some sort, or somebody who will provide that. And believe me, America's chuck full of people will take a kid for, from you. Now, what their life's going to be like after that, I don't know. If that was true, the orphanages wouldn't be filled up, There Mark. are no orphanages in America. Okay. Not one. Okay. They don't exist. There's but a foster... Uh, foster home uh, okay program.
1: But <laughs> usually Jesus christ that's pedantic even for you
2: <laughs>
0: I, I i just i just didn't know what you're talking about
2: there aren't any orphanages
0: frank do you well in the united states there are definitely some orphanages most else, people in the elsewhere. foster
2: program have been taken by the government from their family and for better or for worse want to go back frank uh did you want to
0: weigh in with uh, any other thoughts
6: just just real quick i mean uh I have I have yet to disagree to disagree with Mark at all tonight on on this topic. I think he's nailed it. Uh, Super genius. I, I, uh, they are right. Um, <laughs> it's my I I did bring this child in, and I'm I'm responsible for the child, and I'm going to take care of the child, and and I'm going to have rules that the child's going to have to follow. That's just it.
0: And you should. I agree the with the the point right. that if you are taking care of someone. Uh, They are your ward to some extent until they're ready to move on, until they're ready to move out on their own. But as Aria pointed out correctly, so the law, the legal system essentially prevents them from doing so up until this arbitrary point where they're 18 years old. Now, Mark says he doesn't care. His son can move out if he wants to. Well, yeah, good luck finding somebody who's going to rent you an apartment or rent well, you a so, house well, under the right age here. of 18, what? There's all kinds of people.
2: What about his grandparents? Don't you think there's a half a dozen people right now in Keene, New Hampshire, that would give Jack a place to stay, and that every single one of them would have a set of rules Jack doesn't have, have
1: Jack doesn't have the opportunities and resources that the average 14-year-old, or 13-year-old, 15, I've ever gone 15, 15, I mean, most 15-year-olds okay, 15 15 aren't part before. of the Liberty community and don't have a millionaire dad what there's
0: first of all there's going to be rules wherever you go the landlord is going to have rules if he's willing to rent to you but most landlords are not even going to look twice at an application from someone who's 16 or 15 or 17 they're just going to say nope that's not even an isn't option
2: the, and isn't is and isn't that their option
0: it's probably a legal concern that they have that they don't have the age of majority, and so therefore they cannot legally sign a contract, which would mean that you would not be able to be bound, those people, those young people would not be able to be bound by their own signature on something legally. That is the reason why a bank will not let you go in and open an account. That is the reason why a landlord will not let you rent rent. Uh, a piece of property if you're under the age of 18 unless you're coming in with loads of cash and you're literally bribing the guy uh to well, do that's that a bribe to put in down a what's uh, that frank
6: and that's one of the reasons why if my daughter came to me at 14 and said hey i'm going to move out on my own and and make my way, own way in life i would absolutely not allow it and you can call me a tyrant or whatever you want to call me but that's not going to happen and part of the reason is because of
1: again children's property and
6: the, and, and Well, the government and the rules that about this person, a 14-year-old can't survive on, on, on their own. And the, and and my decision they used to, is to yeah. they're going to be better off living with me. And if I'm a tyrant um, or, you know, whatever you want to call me for for making my daughter at 14 stay and live with me, well, so be it. Because I'm going to take care of that
1: child until I uh,
6: de- uh, determine the, uh, they're ready to move on.
1: Until so you decide that property tend- should be free. You can put it that way.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think that girls have uh, opportunities that are different than what boys have. And I haven't run across this having a one 15 year old son, but um, I would hope that the people that love your daughter would give them the best. We give her the best advice and which is you really need to stay here because life is as, as frustrated as you might be with normal life. It's a lot better here than it is elsewhere. Now there are the edge more, cases. Oh, Aria, yeah, there are the edge cases of people that live terrible lives in their teens.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you're changing the subject. We're getting away from the concept of children's rights here. If children don't have rights, then it's okay for you to beat your child. End of story. Right? Um, um,
2: yeah. I didn't I mean, think so. No, I don't agree was. with that.
1: Okay, so the child has the right to not be beaten.
6: Uh, rights don't exist, but I don't beat my children.
1: That's not, that's not what I asked. I didn't ask if you were willing to beat your children. It means that you can, you have every right if you want to, to beat your children. Right. Is that correct? No. Why not? Because I, I believe in the
6: non-aggression principle.
1: But children don't have rights, so they don't have the right to not have aggression used against them.
6: It doesn't matter what the other person's rights are or not.
1: So you respect my
6: life is by a code. It so, doesn't matter if it's my child, a minor, a two-year-old, a sixty-seven-year-old. Okay, well then let's
1: take it away from you and take it to someone who isn't a libertarian. They, they're just some forty-year-old man. He's angry. He's an alcoholic. He's a cop. He beats his his twelve-year-old daughter.
6: Yeah, that's 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 a horrible thing.
1: He has every right to do that, right? Nope. Why not? It's his daughter.
6: Because that person, should, they should be living by the non-aggression principle.
1: But that's but that's not, not what everybody believes in with. the
0: non-aggression principle. Well, everybody should.
1: Well, everybody should agree with rights as well, but they don't. Exactly. No, if there's you no... That's, you can't say exactly when I'm countering your argument.
6: I don't think you are.
1: You're, then the child has rights. If everyone should adhere to the non-aggression principle and he's doing something wrong by not adhering to it, then the child has the right to not be aggressed against.
0: Uh,
6: well, I like I said, you, you, you tell that to... Uh...
0: Uh, it sounds like frank uh, believes in rights without uh, admitting that he believes in. that's what i'm
1: trying to get at yes thank you
0: (laughs) and which you know whatever it whatever it takes uh i'm glad that you believe in rights to some extent frank but you don't believe that your own children have rights or that they should be able to take care of themselves until you decide that it's time right
6: that's about right yeah
0: okay and you'll know based on what
6: well, I'll know based on uh, on their life and and how things are going.
0: Okay, so you just you know it when you see it, right? Like, okay, you've you've been holding down a job. Uh, okay, now you can have a boyfriend or whatever, and you've got you know you you don't need my attention as often. So now I'm gonna let you move out of the house. It's gonna be something like that.
6: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: And to be fair, Frank, I'm mostly playing devil's advocate here. I don't really have a position beyond that children have some kind of rights that generally aren't recognized in society. I wouldn't attempt to delineate those rights or say what those rights are because I just don't know. I don't have kids anyway, so it's kind of immaterial. I use conversations like this to more flesh out exactly where I stand, and this has been helpful to that end. But when when I disagree with you, it's not because I'm like trying to actively disagree with you. I'm just trying to flesh out these ideas in my own head.
0: 100%. Everybody
6: has an opinion.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Frank. I appreciate it. Uh, we had an issue technically here. I don't know if. Mark, are you still with us? Yeah,
2: I'm right here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, yeah. There's
1: something wrong yeah. with your video, man. It's probably well, I
0: turned it off. Yeah. Huh. Something went wrong over here, unfortunately. With I don't the, know if uh... it's
2: you guys or me. Um, Aria, so I've got a question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't get to hear the whole conversation, but as far as uh, you were making an interesting point, if. A being doesn't have rights. Um, and I can't uh, come up with a being that doesn't have rights right now. But how about a pig? Okay, um, a, I'm going to say a pig doesn't have rights. It can't recognize itself in the mirror. If you can't recognize yourself, I don't think you have rights. Okay. Um, that's just my, my opinion. So the pig doesn't have rights. I have the right to kill it when I wish. Use it for meat. Things like that. See, um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I know you don't. I don't want to talk about you and your beliefs on okay. pigs' rights. Um, I think that that uh, you 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 make great points on it. I think I want to talk about the great point you were making as far as kids. Now, um, I you were you were saying that if kids don't have rights, you can kill and eat them if that's what you want to do. Clearly, a taboo subject. Um, but my question would be this: Is can someone have partial rights? And When do they get rights? Do they get rights the moment of birth? Do people who have IQs below 50, I know they exist, do they have rights? I just don't know the answer to all these questions. I do agree kids have rights, and I think they have the right to be free from arbitrary beatings. But
1: um you I know, think I would I agree with that- this concept of partial rights. I, I I think that's probably a good place to start, but again, you know, that, that was why I said to Frank, I wouldn't attempt to delineate what rights I think children have versus what rights I think the parent has to restrict the child's access to them because obviously, like you can't allow a, a three year old to run away and, and and try to find their own place in the world, right you, like you, you literally can't allow that. It's a death sentence. So, uh, so there is some point at which a parent has to make a decision that is for the best of the child while fully disregarding whatever the child wishes in that particular moment. I just, I can't delineate exactly where those lines are, and I don't think we should.
2: I, what you said reminded me of uh, one of the most terrifying experiences. I have bad dreams about this is one day we were at, out in Westmoreland, New Hampshire. Um, every, the whole family was out. I was doing things with my pigs and um, mom was doing things in the garden. And Jack disappeared down the driveway with our dog, Honey. Um, I saw them go just as they were turning down. That's a 440 foot long driveway headed towards Route 12, which is a relatively busy road.
1: And this is a dream, right?
2: No, this okay. was a reality. Sorry,
1: I misunderstood that you said you had nightmares yep. about but it. But I have
2: this as a, as a bad dream. I wake up, uh, you know, and uh, like uh, what could I have gotcha. happened? Jack wouldn't listen. And he was probably three years old, right? He wouldn't stop and turn around or anything like that. And, we, and I'd use circumstances like this on the air to uh, talk about how I would accept spanking under uh, the most extreme of circumstances. And... Um, you know, I got, I'm yelling and yelling and finally he gets down within, I don't want to exaggerate 15 feet of the highway. The dog, um, kind of, you know, just gets in front of him and stops him from going any further. And, um, you know, I get down there, I pick him up, I, you know, run him up the driveway. I don't have any, you know, I'm, there's no, there's no thought of beating this child over this. I'm just like, you cannot do that. And you know, obviously, I don't know whether he's, um, you know, I don't know what he know, knows or doesn't know. He never did it again. But, um, you know, he certainly spent a long time listening to me talk about how upset I was. And it was just a terrifying experience. And every parent right now. Knows they had a circumstance like this.
1: Yeah, a few weeks ago we had a caller call in who mentioned that the only time he ever spanked his child was when his child, you know, when they were playing in the front yard, tried getting into the street. The ultimate counter that Nikki brought up that I agree with entirely was that all of this could have been avoided if the child was four years old or something at the time. If repeatedly, as that child was growing up, the parent had pointed out, you know, stress to the child not to play in the street. So the adult ran out there and he grabbed the child and he spanked him and brought him back into the into the yard and he's like that was the only time it was ever okay but like no it it still could have all been avoided. And I used the example of my dog who got off her run repeatedly and would never even leave the backyard and certainly would never run out into the street. And it was because, not because I had communicated with her, but she knew what I expected of her and what was and wasn't a good idea. In the same way that four-year-old child could have understood if they had been told every single week for the last two years how one doesn't plan traffic. Like, just every time they get into their vehicle, like, never run out into the street. Remember that then that that could have easily prevented that four-year-old from trying to run out into the street. I don't know if it would have worked, right? But that, that didn't happen, so we'll never know. And there are – it seems like there would be ways to have prevented that scenario from even happening that could have mitigated the need for spanking.
2: I, I, I think that libertarians, because of our attachment to the non-aggression principle, probably spend a lot of time thinking about spanking um, and there's a lot of been a lot of abuse in the name of spanking i'm i'm certainly not going to claim that um, otherwise but i think we spend a lot of time thinking and talking about spanking that doesn't really enter the average child's mind um you know sure. that's my that's my theory on the the subject um jack hasn't been spanked but so what it doesn't make it perfect he's not an angel it's nothing
0: <laughs> well i think uh, spanking is uh, teaching kids that violence solves problems and violence does solve problems that's it, not no, a good it, lesson it changes
1: teach. problems yeah. It modifies them okay. into different problems. It also
0: changes people's that's brains life. as well. It changes your hey, actual Hey, that's, that's a different conversation. Physiology. There's more coming nope. up here. Hour number three is on the way. This is Free Talk Live.
3: Free Talk Live.
0: Talk Live, you can join the show here, bring up anything you want to talk about. The number is 603-283-6160 as we kick off the third hour of the show. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Mark. And you can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have waiting for you there. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, We're going to go back into your phone calls and thoughts, and then Aria is going to tell us about Coinbase apparently countersuing the Securities and Exchange Commission. That's coming up here. Uh, Let's go first to Major Payne in the butt. He's calling us from New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live.
7: You can call me in the butt. Um, Ian, I I wanted to ask you, uh, when you called me an a-hole the other day, what did I do specifically for you to uh, call me that?
0: Uh, I don't recall. I, th- I think you were complaining because some people on the show don't uh, get along with you real well. And I was saying that if you or maybe it was somebody else complaining about you. Um, and I was saying that, well, you know, if you're being an a-hole, then somebody might be kind of not so nice back to you. And I think there have been times when you've been kind of an a-hole. I just so, don't recall so the you details. Know,
7: so, you you, what you, 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 referred to me as an a-hole, but you don't know specifically what I did. Yeah, you've called thousands
0: apology. of times or whatever on this show, or at least several hundred times. one? You remember one. You can't so yeah, it's hard one. to remember. Can you remember one? No, I barely remember what I had for breakfast you yesterday. Can't remember one.
1: I can help. I out. Like a week ago, I, I said something back to you. And you said, "Ha ha ha! Enjoy prison, Arya." Yeah, that's, there you go. That's a whole move.
7: move. Uh, chicken and egg. Chicken and have you heard the uh, chicken and egg? Uh, uh, what What did you say immediately before I snidely said, "Enjoy prison, Arya"?
1: Oh, David, I was nice to you years ago when you called in complaining about the lesbian the question, police sir. Nazis not who were oppressing question, you. Sir. Because I don't remember what I said, dude. <laughs> Well, you remember that, you,
7: but you remember the other part. Why don't you remember the, the, what you said? You remember the rest of it just fine.
1: I don't. I, I remember that because Ian hung up on you because of that, and I was like, "Ha ha, that was funny." And I tend to remember things but, that are funny. But like David, this, this stuff, an eye for like, an I will you, make the wait, whole wait, world what, blind. David, this you, thing, this thing what, where Ian called you an a hole, and I said something mean to you. Those are out of our memories. Like as soon as they happen, like we give you no thought whatsoever. And he's been thinking
0: about it for days. <laughs> apparently, I
1: don't.
7: I don't believe. I don't believe you. And are you still there? Right here. <laughs> okay, because you, usually you do the radio. Uh, Jerk technique where you silence the caller while you make comments about them, so i 'm surprised you no usually we 'll uh,
0: we'll just go ahead and hang up on you and then yeah. make comments.
7: no 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 no, no you, like you said, as me cite ian i 've called thousands of times, and usually you don 't just hang up on on me. You, you will silence me so I can't respond to anything you're saying so that you can say anything that you want and you get no feedback from me about it. We'll That's amazing, David.
1: I have almost yeah. never seen Ian do that.
0: We'll get feedback from you well, every time you call back, David, which you're still allowed to do, even though you've been kind of rude sometimes. And that you know what? Sometimes hey, you have well, a bad day. Everybody has bad days. But do you think there's a reason why no other radio show in your area will let you call? That's not well.
7: Now you made another false statement, didn't you? What other radio stations don't allow me to call?
0: Uh, as I understand it, there's multiple stations to, uh, from which you've been banned.
1: Yeah, there was this whole well, you, well, that multiple lesbian not Nazi every thing. Other. You, okay, but you you're, have you're been banned from a lot of
0: radio stations, you're, right? You're co- like, well, name one. We
1: don't uh, know their
0: names. Kiva, KKOB, stop, the one station wait, 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 that brought stop, criminal stop, charges stop. against you.
7: First, stop the very first one. Okay, Kiva, the very first one you said. I I talk on there all the time. Oh, you do can you call up Eddie and ask him? Oh, okay. Normally Eddie you insult him.
0: Eddie on the uh, on the air on this show. The owner of the, Kiva. You did you did you say normally I insult? Yeah, Eddie? normally you're pretty insulting towards him. In nope. my opinion. In my opinion.
7: Well, what did I
1: then? What did back it up? What did I, I don't say? have
0: time for this, and I don't remember. Thank yeah. you for the call.
1: We don't remember, dude. We yeah. we look. I within three minutes, I'm going to completely have forgotten everything we just talked about. Yeah. And it's not because I smoke pot. It's because that that conversation was meaningless to me. And it's not worth the brain cells that it would yeah. take to dedicate it to and my
0: recollection. Having spoken with Eddie, who is the program director of the station we're on there, Kiva in uh, Albuquerque, is that he absolutely knows who David in uh, New Mexico is. And he didn't really seem to appreciate him as a caller uh that's just my recollection maybe you know maybe that's just in my head or something like that but i
1: wonder what david called about we'll never know (laughs) apparently it was just just complaining i think that this is
2: that a certain number of callers don't understand how a radio show works and i'm not claiming david's one of them but i think that he can lean that direction at times and the radio show is intended any radio show is intended to entertain a large swath of audience. If you're talking about yourself, I rarely talk about me on the air. Now, I may give my observations about the things that I've seen, but I rarely talk about me because I'm not that interesting. What people care about is things that affect them and their lives. And hopefully by reading news articles and bringing up things that, um, you know, can potentially affect people's lives, we're talking about their lives and things that are relevant to them. And if you're not talking about that, you're not building a radio program. You're you're self-aggrandizing or you're navel-gazing or, you know, you're doing something else that is uninteresting.
1: David, I, I realize you're not still there, but you may still be listening. I also have to make a correction. I'm pretty sure recently I had you were in one of my dreams where, I, I mean, you weren't like physically in it, but you said something. And not, I'm not joking. You ran for a judge position, and you won it. And you, you called the show to tell us about that. And that was an interesting call because it was like. You who hate judges who who get off on like being mean to judges, you decided you were going. This is not an office that you run for, but in dreams, what the hell?
0: I think the judges are pretty mean to him, which he probably turns back around on them. I
2: think he'd be a great judge. I think the people of Albuquerque or wherever it is that he's at um, would probably be well served by a man that spends this much time thinking about fairness.
1: I I don't I, I don't know. I'm not Look, sure he can put himself aside long enough to be. A fair I'd be interested in seeing judge. what would happen.
0: Yeah, I think the call he was referring to. And again, it's it's hard to remember, you know, a week ago. But I think somebody was complaining about how we were treating David at some point, and uh you know, and I, and I think what I pointed out was if you are being a jerk, there's a good chance we're going to feed it back to you. Uh, but generally, we're pretty fair here on Free Talk Live. We will let anybody call in about absolutely anything they want to, and even if you're a jerk to us, you can still call again. You know, also we don't ban, we don't worth- ban people for being jerks on this show. That doesn't happen here.
2: And beefing is a long has a long storied history on radio and probably podcast too. You got a beef with Free Talk Live? Welcome. We've yeah. let people call in beef with us for years to the point that they go absolutely bananas and threaten to hurt people.
1: Yeah, And this and being mean to David is not a new phenomenon. I mean, that didn't, that didn't just spontaneously start happening. Right. There, there's a long history of David calling the show and being antagonistic toward people. Like for the first year that Bonnie was on the show, every time she spoke, he just insulted he her. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. That's a great point. I'd forgotten about that, too. Uh, let's continue here. Sarah, who is usually much more kind and uh, compassionate. No, Sarah we, was sometimes mean to. Even though we don't always agree with her. Sarah, Boy, you're on Sarah, Free Talk Live. Sarah does not dish it out a tenth of what she gets it on the show. Sarah, you're on Free Talk
2: Live. Well, Go ahead.
8: Well, yeah, I mean, you, you got to be tactful. You just you just can't shut the door on you by arguing and being with the host. Um, you know, after that, you lose the total opportunity to, you know, Bring up any of your viewpoints, even though that you disagree. I I did make a mistake, what like that? Take um you know, mouthing them off, and they don't want they don't want to put you on that you don't you don't have any view whatsoever. So, even though that I'm in disagreement with you or other hosts, you know, you have to figure out you you outweigh. Okay, I'm gonna get along with them no matter what, because I'll bring up. That panhandlers handlers will be thrown away from medians that are less than four feet wide in Albuquerque. So I mean, so they're spending in medians like two and a half feet right now. So they're going to make it illegal. They have to be at least four feet wide. And uh, she just segued
0: was, right into that topic, man. Uh, uh, yeah, she. I got to hand it to you, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Sarah. No, but the, your point here, Sarah, is that even right. though you don't agree you understand you still have to be kind and courteous to be able to get your point across without having it devolve into some sort of a shouting match uh, or whatever. And we don't have shouting matches with Sarah. We may disagree with Sarah. We may question her on her beliefs. And we may question her with some you know pretty tough questions. But it, uh, you know at the end of the day, it has been at least a cordial conversation. I missed her I mean while she was gone. I would
8: like to, I would like to tell off all of these hosts as far as I'm concerned, you know, but, <laughs> but, but, well, I mean, but is it worth it for me? Well, then how am I going to talk about speeding cameras or red light violators that kill me every day? You know what I mean? I, I'll lose that opportunity. So you're you know, absolutely yeah. right,
2: Sarah. The person who's winning is the person that's controlling the conversation. And if you can control those talk show hosts, those people who talk for a living, you truly are winning at a whole new level. And I wish everyone would just stop and think for just one second how a person who apparently is too crazy to work can control an entire radio program like this. Like you, ladies and gentlemen, you're at the effect of the world. Sarah is at, at the top
8: the the control of it or uh things that but i i i just know that you have to use tact you have to think beyond and just going back- studying out doing what your repulsed emotional feeling tells you because you have a greater purpose and and actually i just i really want to talk about the catholic charities and i've been hearing about of um, the the catholics being targeted for sex abuse and all that but, but when i was homeless I remember these Catholics. They housed me. They fed me. um, They were feeding the homeless, and and then I I ended up going to the Catholic uh, services and stuff like that. Um, The Catholic just because of that, I stayed in a um, Catholic um, women's home, and then the the sisters that were volunteering. I think they're just Catholic. They're, They're just so kind and. You know, it just warmed me up to Catholicism because of their deeds. You know,
0: hmm.
8: um, so did you
0: become a Catholic?
8: No, I, I believe that I'm a I'm, I'm what you call a Unitarian. Oh. I think that I'm a brother and sisters with all, of every faith, whether they're Islam or whatever they are. We're just all united under the under the umbrella of uh, God's religion. You know what I mean? I I, I considered. The Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses or Native American faith are all family under one God. We're That's a good way to look at it. That's a
0: nice way to look at it. I, and, I like the Unitarians for that. And Sarah, That's The Catholic
1: a Church, the Church has certainly done some good things, right? But just today, and the only reason I'm bringing this up, because I literally saw it today on Drudge Report, is an article about how more than 450 Catholic clergy in just the state of Illinois Sexually abused nearly 2,000 children since 1950. Jeez. So maybe they gave you some meals and they provided you with a shelter, but they sexually abused 2,000 children.
0: In one state.
1: In just a single state. 70
0: years. Uh, Sarah, thank you for calling in tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up anything. Since since we were talking about radio, Mark- Why is there a statute of
1: limitations on child rape?
0: Surprising. Attorney I think General
1: Quaim Rolls said at a news conference that investigators found that 451 Catholic ger- clergy abused nineteen hundred ninety seven children in Illinois between 1950 and 2019, though he acknowledged that the statute of limitations has expired in many cases mm. and that those abusers will never see justice in a legal sense.
2: Well, wow. I would say that in part it's because evidence can't be brought. So in many Hmm. cases, um, if new evidence can be, um, you know, introduced, then you can open something up again. But just the testimony of a thing that occurred, I mean, you know, people have strange memories. Memories of funny thing, Um, you know, something people remember. Everybody who's listening to me right now remembers something that never occurred. Now, hopefully it's not something as terrible as child rape, but they, they all remember something that never really happened. And
0: yeah, it would be um, nice to have evidence in these cases rather than just the say so of somebody. Oh my god, 50 years ago, Pastor fill in the blank molested me. Oh, do you have any proof? No, <laughs> okay. Well, well, this
1: appears to the, most of their evidence is like internal ch- church documents, from what I can uh-huh. tell. So,
0: hmm.
1: yeah, but, but I mean, can we talk about what a Unitarian is
0: real quick? Yeah, you said that Sarah's def- definition was not good.
2: Well, um, she can. She can make up she can use words and call those words whatever we want. um she wants. <laughs> I know Unitarians
0: I mean, <laughs> are an interfaith church, uh, but I don't know much else. About Unitarian them. Universalists um, are
2: is a uh, is is a brand that sort of has taken its own tack. but Unitarian specifically has a meaning, which is that it is the opposing view to Trinitarian. So hmm. it believe it's the belief that God is one being. Okay. Not three beings at once. And um, I would claim to be a Unitarian versus a Trinitarian because Trinita- this whole Trinity thing is a bunch of rambling nonsense that was intended to kick out the Aryans excuse me, 1200, uh, 1,700 years ago. And, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's not even worth talking about. The average person having any argument about the Trinity versus the unity of God uh, doesn't have any idea what they're talking about. Because oh, I know. we've experimented with argument. that
1: on the show. We, uh, I invited people once to call in and please explain the Trinity to me. Uh, none, of the, none of them successfully <laughs> did so.
2: Now, I'll make this point, though, that um, the Muslims— are probably the most successful Unitarians out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. This is this is essentially what um Muhammad was all was was rambling on about over and over again. Because if you've it's read the, the Quran main point of the Quran. Yeah, the, the main point of the Quran is this God is a single being, not three, then a triune being or whatever. Yeah, there is <laughs> um, no God
1: means. but Allah and Muhammad as his prophet is like the fundamental saying in Islam. The other one is submit to God, right?
2: It it could be. Um, I also would like to point out that Allah, as a word, is also used by Christians who speak Aramaic. Hmm. Allah is just the word for God. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christians, Muslims, and Jews who happen to speak that particular language use when referring to God.
1: Yeah, but it's incorrect. You know, that that's, uh, as you, a God is a type of being, a divine type of being. Uh, realistically, the the God that they're referring to is either going to be called Yahweh or El or Adonai. Adonai is the one that I kept trying to remember the last few weeks.
0: Why not Allah? I mean, El that's... Shaddai.
1: El Shaddai was the rest of that. El was like the—I don't remember. It fractured from. It started off as El, and then it became El Shaddai, and then okay. and then Yahweh yeah, sort right. of married his mother with the whole Asherah thing. And but Ashra why not being, Allah?
0: I mean, that is because been... that just
1: means God. That's like saying my God is God instead of my God is Zeus or my God is, you know, Vishnu. It, the God's name is not Allah, hmm. or is not God, or is not deity, or it's not okay magical being who lives in the You're saying Allah is That's a generic type.
0: term. Right. For God. Okay. I don't
1: know about Allah specifically. Mark said that about Allah. I mm. I don't know about Allah. But
2: That's what it means. The hmm. rest of um, them
1: do just mean God and like the God of the Bible, the God of Judaism and presumably the God of Islam, they they have names. A name. Multiple names really. But the, they don't spend much time names. in the
2: English translation. Uh, that, uh, talking about God's name. They spend very, very little time talking about that. And The it's cr- assumed premise is that there is one God. Now, the God of the Old Testament transforms from El Shaddai or El to uh, Yahweh in the first couple of books there whenever hmm. moses shows up moses is a yahweh acolyte but uh, abraham's an el acolyte
1: it is very um, weird right because all of these were like regional deities at that time and yahweh was just the regional deity he was well, they
2: weren't a... monotheistic in those air er- at that time they, right, they, they all these believed were in all
1: the other guys yahweh was a yeah. storm deity but he was one of the, he was the I child was war i heard storm Okay. But the storm and and a war deity is probably the same. But he was the son of El Shaddai, the high god, the one, right? They all were. And there was this whole council of gods. And all of this is actually like in the Bible. No kidding. And then Yahweh was like, he went to the council, and this is in Psalms, to, uh, to, appe- to appeal his case or to make his case about Israel being conquered or something like that. And he told the other gods there, you're going to fall, you're going to be mortals, and you're going to be slain. And from what I can tell, if you believe the Bible is a historically accurate thing, then your, your little regional storm god killed all the other gods mm. and then married his mom.
0: <laughs> so let's go to the <laughs> phones here. I got this caller on the line. What's your name? Hey, this is Chad. Chad, you're on the air.
9: Yeah, uh, El was originally uh, the chief of the Canaanite pantheon, um, which that led into eventually what we would call Judaism today. And Yahweh was the uh, son of El, uh, who became eventually Zeus or Thor uh, to the Nordic people. But El initially was the... uh, was the, was the chief of, of, of the Canaanite Pantheon which actually spawned the rest of the uh, pagan religions uh, he would be Kronos to the Greeks or uh, Jupiter to the uh, or sorry Saturn uh, to the to the Romans but uh, which is because they all sprang from that but actually why I was calling tonight was I, uh, I'm actually pretty interested in the fact that uh, RFK jr is coming to porkfest Really? I, I've heard. <laughs> I was actually wondering if you guys had any information on this. I was wondering if, if RFK Jr. had requested to come or if he was invited to come.
1: Five people, I, I've actually been watching the chat so I can answer this. Five people worked to get RFK Jr. there. Really? One, one of them succeeded. So okay, And okay. these people were not affiliated with with, For- with the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Mm-hmm. They were just people who wanted RFK co- Jr. to come speak there. And so they kept reaching out to him. They kept, you know, bugging his people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one of them was successful. And they, you know, worked it out with Dennis Proud or whatever as sort of a middleman.
0: Okay. yeah. So
9: will... and the c- yeah that's, are, do you know, is the format that he's doing, is he just talking to people? Or is he is this going to be like a question and answer, like down
1: hall? Type thing. Well, I I can look because the Porcupine Freedom Festival schedule is probably up.
0: Almost every speaker at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I think, is expected to take questions. I would be shocked uh, if if no questions were allowed in this particular case. That would be very unusual for the sort of typical format. Although RFK was able to demand no guns on the premises, so people are going to be searched apparently when they go into the pavilion. If they want to see this yeah uh, that's this speech. messed speech, so, well,
9: if you know the if you know the Rogers Campground area, that doesn't make him too safe. No, I mean, it it's doesn't. Like downhill
1: from, <laughs> and my you know, question uh, would be, just, like on a mountainside, it's security. Let's theater. just stop
2: right there, okay?
1: Yeah. <laughs> at what point do they do this? Can you not walk into the pavilion? can you stand outside the pavilion because that's what I would like to is All of the armed libertari- libertarians. Now you've got an armed libertarian gang standing right outside the pavilion. Yeah, they have not revealed.
0: Uh, and Chad, if you want to continue the discussion, hang on. Uh, they haven't revealed the security plan. I, I was asking questions about it previously, and obviously they're not going to, so you'll just have to figure it out on the day of. I suspect
1: of. it'll be a trust thing, knowing the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That,
0: that trust thing? No, they're going to have agents there. They're no. going to have agents searching people coming into that building, so I understand it. That's what I've heard. Like, they're going to have off, no probably, probably off-duty police officers or private security. That
1: can't be uh, real. That would be
0: my guess. Because I, and what I, is know Dennis what? doing? I bet you they're going to close the, uh, the doors of the pavilion, too. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Aria, Mark, joining you here tonight. You can join us online, of course, over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the various features that we have waiting for you there. If you like the show, you appreciate the work that we do, then... We invite you to become a member of our Amps program, like Timothy Conrad. Uh, and by the way, I'm oh, sorry, read that wrong. Timothy Conard, uh, Timothy, who is a platinum supporter of Amps. Amps stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It is a way to get behind the show directly to help us continue to spread the message of freedom, liberty, peace, cryptocurrency, alternatives to the violent status quo that we have uh he's platinum by the way which means he's doing 25 bucks a month so thank you uh timothy for that level of support we definitely appreciate it we only ask for five so definitely going way above and beyond the call of duty Uh, but you get access to some cool perks if you join up like access to the amp only podcast which has the full radio show without any recorded ads every single night for you there just go over to amps.freetalklive.com to get signed up through our patreon that's amps.freetalklive.com we got chad still on the line here Uh, With us, Chad, you were saying you're interested in the fact that RFK Jr. is going to be speaking at Pork Fest. Are you just like interested in a sort of curiosity, like like you can't believe it's happening, or interested in you like you're actually interested in uh, RFK and you want to hear what he has to say? What what is your interest exactly?
9: Well, I think uh, I I would like to question RFK Jr. on a number of things. I mean. His family is very interesting. It's a very old family. I don't know if you know this, but they trace their lineage back to the kingdom of Ormond directly. They're very into their uh, heritage, their genealogy.
3: Hmm. And, I don't know uh, what
9: that is. The, it's a, it was a kingdom in Ireland. It was called Ormond. Ah, okay. You want to Google it sometime. They're, they're, uh, they go way back. but um.
1: I, I don't think anyone should be interested in this guy. And I mean... Well, I wouldn't trust him as far
0: as I could Hell throw him. Hell no, in. he's a politician. I mean,
1: I've got the pork fest schedule put up here in the description of it. Is, it's just absolutely disgusting. Uh, let's hear it. The, for whom, if you haven't totally given up on DC ever reforming, description: the cronies control DC and you can't do anything about it, or can you? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will speak to how the established interests incite fear over emergencies, real, imagined, and manufactured which they can then exploit to further their profits and power. The audacity to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and give a speech about fear while being so afraid of guns <laughs> that you're not <laughs> allowing people into the pavilion. Libertarians should boycott this in the maximum. We should stand in his way and prevent him from entering well, the campground.
9: You might be afraid of guns a little bit, too. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, it uh, goes you know, on. I, I, I I wouldn't agree with him necessarily doing that, but honestly, I mean, you, do you really have to be libertarian to come to pork fest? No, I no mean, but you, you don't. It, but you can't make people it, do unlibertarian things. You can't. Vi- well, it's private property. I mean, it's a private function. So okay. Well, let's I mean, let,
1: let's stop at that real quick because it is private property in that it belongs to Den- to um Roger uh, Rogers Campground. It belongs right. to Crosby. 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 Now, Dennis Pratt has been saying a lot that it's his pavilion. It's his. P- it's not. It's Free State Projects Pavilion. He's been appointed to represent it and oversee his interests. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be going on a little bit of a power trip in regard to my pavilion, right? But th- yes, okay, so it's, it's Free State Projects Pavilion for this particular festival or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of that's mm-hmm. well and good. But all we're, we're not saying they can't do this thing, right? No one's saying, look, you're not allowed to do this. We're saying you shouldn't because it violates basic concepts right. of libertarianism. It's offensive heard, to libertarians.
9: And the FSB say that about other events as well, and it is what it is. No like, other event I mean, has said that you can't bring guns
1: is, to our event.
9: It's not uh, – I mean, that doesn't interest me as much as I, – I find it interesting to try and, and question someone like that because – So are you going to um, go? Fine, are you,
0: you going to attend and disarm? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm coming, definitely. Yeah. To I'll attend
1: this question. private high-security event <laughs> – you will need to leave your gun behind and be screened. There you go. Come at 10 well, for the screening. I'm not
9: going to bring my gun anyway. I'm driving from pretty far, and I don't want to cross state lines with it. But Come
1: at 10 for the screening, um, and then we'll hear RFK Are you Jr. sure you're qualified to go to
2: Porkfest? I mean, you're not outraged that some Washington, D.C. <laughs> officials coming to
1: talk to us libertarians? Whoa, 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 and we we'll have to talk to the male clippers? Mark, that's Mark, not Mark, you got to turn your
0: mic down, man. You're clipping RFK, when you, uh, you're yelling. RFK Jr., um...
9: Well, I don't trust him. He this is his first time running for office. So he's 69 years old. so He's not exactly a politician or a you know, I suppose he's an insider. I mean, he's a Kennedy. Mm-hmm. But um, he's a lawyer. You know, right.
0: I, Isn't that his thing?
9: He is. He was okay. an environmental lawyer. I, I, you know, what could he possibly have
1: to say? This interesting. He's never been elected to Here's, office. I'll tell he's you what he's going to say. Well, it doesn't matter well, we'll, if he
0: hasn't been elected to office. There's plenty of people who have interesting things to say that haven't been elected to office. I mean, he he's going to have an interesting speech because he knows his audience. He spoke at the Bitcoin uh, conference and he know knew his audience there, so he made it sound like he was. You know, pro Bitcoin, and when he talks to the libertarians, he's going to hit on all the highlights where we would agree with him,
9: and well, he's going he to leave this... out pull punches, huh?
0: He, I mean, he doesn't seem to pull punches. I mean, when
9: he what, what he says, why well, should he? He disarms everyone. Trust him. I don't necessarily trust him, but what he says, I mean, his rhetoric. I mean, this guy. I mean, he's come out and said, you know that the CIA was behind assassinating his father and his uncle, which is very interesting because most of the Kennedy family will not say that, and he's in favor of disbanding the CIA. He's come out against the World Economic Forum. Obviously, he wrote uh, The Real uh, Fauci, which was a pretty detailed account of how Anthony Fauci has – utilize his powers within the government to you know to to create tyranny
1: yeah i heard about it but i just can't read it because it says right there on the cover that you have to put your guns away before you can read it i just (laughs) i I just can't
0: look uh you can probably find things like what chad's identifying here is some of the things that this guy is going to likely point out to the crowd right like that he agrees with us on this and that and this and that and you know, if you like his uh, perspectives, you think he's better than Biden, he would appreciate your support. You can get behind his campaign. Here's his campaign website. He'll call, he'll pass the hat and collect some donations, and then, you know, uh, shake some hands, kiss some babies and get in the limousine and take off to his next, uh, campaign appointment. I mean, this this is just another campaign stop for him, just like it is for the Republicans who have been uh, slated to attend this particular event. Uh, the Vivek psychopath who wants to drop bombs on uh, Mexican cartels. Uh, this other guy, Larry Elder, who's another fake libertarian uh, Republican that he's <laughs> apparently going to be speaking there as well. So, I mean, all these people are there to just pa- pander to the libertarians. They're not libertarians. They're well, not
9: I've not seen him pander. I think he's he's I mean as a democrat he's certainly not pandering because he's very very much going against the grain of what they say. And again, it's not that I trust him. I certainly do not. However, uh he's he's I mean if you listen to him speak if you can, he has a very severe voice uh disease that mm-hmm. makes it difficult to understand him, but uh, he's he doesn't really change his opinions that readily. The main thing he's changed his opinion on, I, interestingly, was uh, uh, global warming. Um, he was a very uh, adamant um, uh, supporter of, of you know global warming policy, and he's now kind of changed his tune. Where he said he literally came out just a few weeks ago and said. That the solution to uh, environmental problems is—and I quote it—free market capitalism. Right? You don't typically
1: hear Democrats say that kind of mm, stuff. That is,
0: that is strange. I- I'll give you it that. Is. I mean he sounds like you he's know, just a
1: Democrats I, version of Trump. He's this outsider. He's gonna drain the swamp. Mm. He's different. He tells yeah. it like not it is. Exactly.
9: I mean Trump was Trump is Trump, Trump's a demagogue and he's not really I wouldn't describe RFK's rhetoric as demagoguery necessarily. Like I said, he seems like he's sticking with his principles. Again, I'm very, very cautious. What are his I, principles? I, I, well, I mean, he's it's apparently free market capitalism, apparently. Um, no. Well, saying one tweet not.
1: about that is hardly standing by one's principles. Yeah. Well, I, well uh, according
9: for that one, one subject, but
2: he seems. If you
9: expect he, he, Aria
2: and Ian to give one inch on anybody who's running for an office outside of New Hampshire, you are wasting your time. Not at all. Like, I had well, no issue with a lot of people. are at the sky. <laughs> this is a waste of time. No, look, my question well, hands- if you I'm don't want to hear RFK
1: speak, don't go to Pork Fest. Don't well, go I'm to the pavilion. Him. I'm not going do to do whatever Mark, you want, Mark. You're mischaracterizing the whole thing here. I don't care that he's I'm, I'm, he. He could be Joe I Biden. I, I do mischaracterize care.
2: it because I left my guns at the
1: door. I
2: can't hear you. My guns are at the door.
1: I can't. I, well, I, I can't hear mother, you because I, your mic is clipping because you keep shouting into it. But all of that said, down. our issue him. is very specifically. That is unlibertarian to come to like who is this guy that we should care that he should come in and make demands of us. The problem here is the libertarians are going, Oh my goodness, we got our first real politician. We're yeah. the big boys now. Yeah. Well, and this is the, the lines, beginning. Then. This could very well become the beginning of the end for Port Fest. It becomes more and more mainstream and taken over by the mainstream parties. Oh. That's our the big concern.
9: This RFK th- is going to get hammered. I I know I don't intend on pulling punches. I don't know exactly what I'm going to ask him yet because, like I said, his rhetoric is 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 uh, um, fairly good. I don't think he's going to uh, take it, questions.
1: It, it, I'd be surprised well, he if he does. doesn't that's take why I was questions. Asking that yeah. if he just
9: doesn't take questions, that's really lame. But if he does, I'm going to be up there because. I, I really
0: what are you going to ask interesting.
1: him? He's not. He's not I letting would, people bring again, guns. Why would you let them bring questions?
0: That's <laughs> even more dangerous, well, right?
1: <laughs> right? It sounds well, like I a joke, know, again, but I'm being serious. I'll
2: start with I agree with his I rhetoric. might re-register Democrat and vote for him.
9: Well, I I agree with his rhetoric. Like I said, I don't I don't trust him. So I'm trying to I'm trying to formulate what I'm going to ask him. I will right. certainly be there, and it will be. Uh, I, I find it
1: really. Well, let interesting. us know how it goes. Yeah, because I won't be going to that well, event.
0: Well, you'll be at Pork Fest, right? I don't know at this point. Well, you uh, don't know, yeah. Arya, You're going to be there. I will be, but I will. will I will there.
1: be boycotting this event.
0: Right, and even though you aren't allowed to be armed anyway under the government's right. rules, you you so you don't have any guns to give up. But I don't want to go and watch a politician speak. But I mean, there, these there's people that too.
1: But I've seen other politicians. He really, but, a politician? He's, yes, he's by definition. Technically,
0: I, he is yes yeah, by
1: definition he's, he's a politician. He's I told you, man he's he's office. just the, he's just his version of Trump. That's it. He's not really a politician. Yeah. He's yeah, not, not what an it's sounding like.
9: Uh, pork fest. I mean, there's you know a lot of people have run ran for office, including you, Aria, and I think Ian as well. Yeah, I mean, there are that's people right. who run
1: for politicians, office that, all of if, them. And if you Google me, it says <laughs> politician. Yeah, that's true. I'm not happy about it, but it does. That's true. Does that's it? true.
0: <laughs> hey, Chad, let us know if you figure out what you're going to ask this guy. I will. I'll go back. Thanks Thanks for the call, man. I I would
1: implore libertarians to just not go to this event. Like, don't let this set the precedent that establishment candidates can just come in and make demands of us and we'll just roll over and take it. No, if you want us to hear your message, you're going to bow to our demands, not the other way around.
0: I don't even think they should be on the, the main stage. And I understand that I've, uh, I've taken some heat from the organizer of Porkfest, Dennis, in this case. I've invited him, by the way, on Free Talk Live to have this conversation. There's some things he says he wants to talk about, uh, but he said that he didn't want to come on Free Talk Live because it wasn't a quote-unquote podcast and he would prefer to have a podcast and i said to him well you know we got rid of two breaks an hour we're we're pretty podcast like at this point we can dig into the topics we don't have we're not being broken up all the time there is literally a breaks.
1: podcast too
0: it is a podcast but you know, i get what he says <laughs> we he were, wants <laughs> we
2: we won we won world's uh, best podcast month after month in like 2003 4 5 yeah. I mean, we've been a podcast for twenty years.
0: Sure, sure. But I understand. I think what he means though is he wants a you know, uninterrupted format, and we're we have far fewer interruptions now than we have historically ever done. So I feel like it's a fine venue for it. But so far, he hasn't agreed uh, to uh, to well, come on and like, talk about it. How many
1: guests uh, do I we personally... give a full hour to anyway? Like that's only one break that's going to concern him. I right?
0: know. I know. I you
2: know. I'm happy that RFK is coming, and I don't think that it's unreasonable to, when somebody's running for president, um, that you know they're going to be surrounded by uh, secret service, that people have to be unarmed inside of a pavilion. you know, if you don't like it, it is go.
0: unreasonable because it's a libertarian event where guns are encouraged. Guns are allowed. Guns are welcomed. People are open carrying their they're, they're ex- exercising their right to bear arms. And this guy's coming in there trying to say, well, not at my speech. You won't. And he got away with it. Yeah. And that's
1: that's the real
0: issue here. And that's that's an embarrassment. But but further, it's embarrassing we'll see what the to market me. says. We will. Well, uh, but but uh, it's embarrassing to me. To have the world's premier libertarian convention, basically, at this point. I mean, Anarchopulco, I think, used to have that title, but I, I believe uh, Porkfest took it from Anarchopolco because they kind of fell off the radar after COVID. They, they still exist, but uh, Porkfest has hit, I think, three thousand attendees or at least close to it within the in the last year. They're That's shooting. For three, year yeah, they're shooting for three thousand this year. They haven't sold out yet, so you can still get tickets. Uh porkfest.com. I have not Um, boycotting the event i'm not telling people to boycott the event i still think it's going to be a great event but it's to me it's a black eye to dedicate any main stage time to people like rfk vivek and the rest of them tulsi she's apparently going to be there awesome uh, i can't
2: wait to see tulsi i drove across the state in new hampshire to see tulsi is Is my libertarian am i embarrassing to you ian
0: Yes, yes, yeah, you are, Mark, as a matter of fact. you're perpetually embarrassing heard your,
2: You, you, you were such night. an embarrassment <laughs> to Porkfest that they kicked you out for several years. No, it so didn't I have anything to do cared. with that.
0: That had to do oh, yeah, with uh, no. That, that that had to do with some volunteers that were. Is protesting. Tulsi
1: Gabbard demanding a gun-free pavilion? Uh, as I understand it, no. Is it's only,
0: It's only RFK. no. Tulsi,
1: Tulsi, you'll break down your AR for you right there on stage. But that's the only issue. Look, and when I say boycott this, I mean boycott the event. Don't boycott the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's great. Go have a great time. Just do something there's else. Ton, of, there's a ton of things beer, to right? do. Yeah. yeah, you don't have there's to go to the, the pavilion. To
0: but I think it's sad because the pavilion should be the highlight. Of the event, these should be—you know—it should be filled with libertarian activists, specifically from New Hampshire, that are making a difference. So, Ian and Jody Underwood, perfect example of two people who should and are. By the way, they are scheduled for the the main stage. They should be up there. People that are actually out there—they, for listeners that don't know—they were behind the the big controversy last year in Grafton, or sorry, was it Grafton? No, it's—I think it was Grafton. No, it's the town that they live in, Croydon, uh, New Hampshire, where they managed to cut the school budget by fifty percent, and then the status rallied back and took it back and undid. Uh, the cuts it was this big controversy they've got a lot of things to say about that it's an interesting uh discussion that they should be able to have from the main stage that's the kind of stuff that should be focused on the people who are the the movers and the shakers here in new hampshire and by the way i've said this for a long time this isn't something new um like it bugs me when somebody like dave smith who is this libertarian comedian guy he's got like a lot of you know he's got a lot of clout. You know, there's a lot of people that that for really, some weird reason that really love this guy, and he's on Joe Rogan. And I'm not going to deny his success, and I understand why the Free State Project puts people like him on the main stage. But to me, it's embarrassing when the guaranteed you know the question's going to get asked that when it comes to the Q and A, Dave, when are you moving to New Hampshire? And then he gives excuses for why he's never going to you know why he's not interested in moving to New Hampshire, why he's not going to move to New Hampshire. And it's just like,
1: uh, you make really good it, points because like, it, it suggests that we can't get local libertarians. And like, I remember that poor college age girl who went around at, she had five questions she wanted to ask libertarians. Oh yeah. You can't get libertarians to shut up, man. If you walk through the Rogers campground and you ask libertarians, Hey, you want to give a speech at two o'clock? Almost every single one of them would go, Oh yeah, absolutely. So you could absolutely well, fill the main stage with, with libertarians who sure are could. in New Hampshire all day, every day. So, I've listened the whole
2: time that what you've got to say here. And I think you've got some interesting points. However, the main stage is the biggest venue at the porcupine freedom festival. And it seems to me that the main stage ought to be reserved for the place where the most people are going to want to go. What if they tried out in one of their little side tents, local activists doing local things and see what that draws. If it fills it, it gets a bigger tent, and if it fills that, then it gets the main stage. Why don't we reverse but the to... roles
1: and, and put the political candidate put out on, their, on the little side stage?
2: We already know that RFK can draw, because he does.
1: Okay, so when he fills his arena, then we can take it from the libertarian who's speaking in the pavilion, right? I'm saying you're a, you're automatically given RFK or whoever, the bigger stage, so obviously they're going to put more butts in the seats because that just instinctively to people says, this is where the show is, where there's more seats.
2: The caller didn't call in about Jody and Ian Underwood. As amazing of a story that is, and, um, and, and frankly, they should be on the main stage, but- to fill the main stage with rambling kooks from New Hampshire, I don't think That's so really far.
0: insulting. Yeah. Uh, look, That's really I, insulting. I lived there for you 15 years. You don't think years. these people are kooks? You don't think RFK, Vivek, and these other crazy psychopaths that want to murder people around the world or kooks. That's the most embarrassing thing. It's one thing to put uh, Dave Smith, who is arbitrarily a libertarian, even though he recently spoke out against immigration freedom, so I don't know about that guy, but it's one thing to put a purported libertarian on the stage. It's another thing to put a psychopath like Vivek Ramaswamy, or whatever his name is, who wants to actually start a hot war with drug cartels in Mexico to actually give him Any space on the top libertarian event of the year at
1: the main stage is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'd rather listen to any libertarian ramble about uh, the gold dollar. We do not need these people.
0: And this comes back to what you're saying, uh, Arya. I don't
1: know who Vivek is. Good. I'm sorry that. that
0: Th- that's what. Case. That's all you need to know about him. He's one of the psychopaths running for president who wants. I've to heard drop you mention bombs. him a couple of times. He wants to. Drop he's not interesting
2: to me. And I don't know anything about him.
0: Okay, I, but got I am
2: interested in RFK. I don't and care who you're in interested
0: together. in and who you're not interested in. The fact is, there's some people who think that these people are important, and it's uh, it comes back to what Arya was saying before about it's like these libertarians. Oh. Oh, these politicians—they're—they're they're courting us. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Vivek, Vivek, Ooh, RFK. Um, Tulsi. Ooh, it's just so exciting to have all these national politicians coming and wanting to speak at our event. And oh, we've been—we've been legitimized by these politicians. And it's like, no, these people are not legitimizing the event. They're bringing they the are event either. down.
2: They're well, br- I don't know. They're—I I, wouldn't—I wouldn't claim in anything. But you know, they'll go to. The, the local diner and talk to people eating pancakes in the morning. I don't think that having them come to your event legitimizes anything.
0: Well, that's what
1: the... the I suspect the opposite Some is people true. have said
0: that. I am and pretty sure na- the organizer has uh, alluded to the idea that, oh, look, see, this is proof that the libertarians are, you know, we're, yep. we're a force to be reckoned with. The politicians are coming to our trough. They want our attention. They want our time. And they well, do. They
2: well, definitely if you do. exclude people, Ian expect to be treated like somebody who excludes people they
1: exclude us just, just and they'll continue year. to just if you continue to do ju- them. Hold on, Mark. Just this last year, Jeremy Kaufman, one of the people on the board of the Free State Project, wasn't allowed into a debate for for the U.S. Senate. They are the Republicans and Democrats are. They have a habit. They have an entire system set up to exclude libertarians. Why the hell are we platforming them when they will not give us the same courtesy? That's a great point. That is absolutely disgusting. You can't win again. I don't think it's going to change anything. Fairly,
0: and they're not. These people are just politicians in new hampshire here to pander to whatever group it is that they're talking to they want the libertarians to vote for them in the primary that's all that this is they're going to construct their message to sound as libertarian as they possibly can, even though they themselves do not understand what uh, libertarianism is. They have no interest in, you know, actually the principles that uh, that bind us together. They just want to pander for votes. And they want to get donations and they want to get votes. And it's just so it's so transparently obvious and why anyone would want or to give them the time of the day, let alone let alone put them on the main stage at the top libertarian uh, event of the year is just absolutely—it's—it's it's sad to me that this uh, this is should, happening. Who
2: should people vote for in the primary? In whoever the hell they want to.
1: You mean for the presidential okay. primary? It doesn't matter. It's not going to make a difference. We should secede from the United States. Yeah. Vote then for get all the to. press you can get by having these.
0: Uh, we can't. They're too know, busy
1: giving it to RFK Jr. and Vivek and Tulsi. I think Yabber Mark is suggesting we'll
0: get press because some presidential candidates are at the event.
1: Yeah, and, and that's yeah. all they'll talk about is Tulsi Gabbard yeah, and Robert it. F. Kennedy and Vivek. Yeah, but I talk think that's what they're talking secession about. Panel.
0: The Free State Project I, can get press without having these politicians there. We've gotten press at this event before. CNN's come out to uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's been a ton of local media. More press is there. better.
2: I saw you dress up as, as, as Peter Pan in order to get a little press from uh, you know the, the guy with the funny ear.
1: Huh? I think it means Stephen Colbert and the Robin Hood. That's Haley. right. And no, that that press did not. That that, that was not good press in hindsight. I mean, oh I yeah, it was, it was terrible press. It was but hila- Ian
2: would do anything for it.
1: It was hilarious. Yes, but that's because uh, they were reporting on us. In this case, you're talking about they're
0: going to report on if RFK, RFK and Tulsi RFK. come there to speak. They will not. No, they I will not. Mark. It'll be focused on the politicians. Sadly, I it's think it's disgusting. So. Uh, but hey if that's what you want to spend your time doing then go ahead and do it. like I said'm I'm, I'm not boycotting the event. I still think it's a great event. I just think this was a um, a big misfire for uh, for the main stage but'm I'm not I'm not programming it. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime freetalklive.com.
8: If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden.
0: Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com.